Alrighty guys, how's it going? How are we doing? Welcome to another 6 out of 10 podcast. This is episode 12, can you guys believe? Uh, we're filming it live. We're filming it live? I don't know if we can ever class this as film. We're broadcasting this live. Uh, recording it live maybe over on Twitch.tv. But welcome to you guys who are watching us uh, through YouTube or listening through iTunes or SoundCloud or any one of those many great memes. And thank you to you guys who are, who are doing the Patreon um, and supporting us. Actually, you know, get the broadcast together and get it out. It's good fun. It's good fun. Um, I am, as always, uh, joined by, and I'm gonna leave out the W word because everybody always tells me off for the W word. Uh, Sam, how you doing, darling? How's it going? I'm here. I'm alive. I'm a thing. It's the word that you were looking for, wanktastic, because I feel that that's perhaps the more apt terminology. Potentially. Uh, Potentially. All right. So this week we've got somebody who, again, I can say is is wonderful. Uh, Wanktastic. We... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't even. I don't... Am I bringing you in as Wanktastic, Matt? Is that what you would like? Sure. Sure. <laughs> wonderful. Yep. Matt Sparks, welcome on in. New affiliate too. New affiliate. Yeah. Getting used Pretty to much. doing content on the regular. Explain to these yep. lovely fine folks who you are uh, and what it is you do and where people can find you and all that kind of okay, good stuff. Uh, God damn it. I'm, <laughs> I'm Daddy Sparks. Um, no, you're, no, you're not! <laughs> Don't not! Matt Sparks. That's fine too. Or just Matt. That's fine too. Um, any of those things is good. Uh, I used to do a lot of YouTube uh, a few years ago and then I realised that YouTube was not being that helpful for gaming content creators took a bit of a break and then now i've started uh streaming on on the old twitch recently got my affiliate and uh yeah i do uh variety of stuff i've been doing some fortnite some civ 5 and we do 9 till 12 monday uh monday wednesday and friday mornings uh uk time so feel free to pop in and have some breakfast or something with me one day That'd be cool. How romantic. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, we, we, need to, we need to set a date, darling. That's, that's just <laughs> it is, it's, what we're going to have to do. It's super nice, isn't it? You sit down, you have your breakfast together and have little chats and, and little yep. gameplays. And... Occasionally, I'll do a little cheeky Sunday stream. Occasionally. Oh. I say. Oh, yeah. Already. The last one we did was really good. We were, doing, uh, we were doing a lot of talking about movies and, and stuff other than because like, normally we're talking about video games and stuff like that so it's i'm quite into my movies uh so you know every so often we do a little cheeky sunday stream uh we look at uh trailers for movies and talk about films that we've seen and what we're looking forward to and stuff it's cool it was good Neat. scrapbooking and other wholesome pursuits <laughs> yeah. got it cool sounds great <laughs> right so for for those that don't know what we do here and um, and why we're two hours earlier than usual uh, is because we're normally live at 5pm uh, in Lando time uh, but a little bit early today due to speed running breakfast um, what we do we do a podcast every week that goes through the gaming news of that week uh, bring on lovely lovely guests to talk around the subject as well and talk about some more sort of in-depth topics as well and hopefully give you some interesting content for your eyes uh so without further ado i suppose we should probably roll on through to the first uh first of our topics for this week yep, yep. and the first of our topics this week is pretty much 
entirely within Pip's domain insofar like literally <laughs> the title topic is it's a cat game uh, you can as, tell that I wrote a lot of this week's sheet um, because mm. as we say the sheet this week begins with it's a cat game so uh, if you guys have ever heard of Deadly Premonition or uh, Dark Dreams or Dice or D4 uh, these particularly kind of imagery heavy uh, thriller games with a very sort of deep, dark undertone and, and weird, weird, weird shifts in narrative to fit that whole kind of dark theme. As cats do, that's normal, yeah. And we've so far. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's been the case for, as I say, <laughs> Deadly Premonition and, and Dark Dreams Will Die. Um, so from the career of those, from, from, uh, Swery himself, uh, we're getting a cat game, uh, called The Good Life, and I'm really confused, I'm really confused as to how this is gonna work, because apparently it's gonna inherit the spirit of Deadly Premonition and D4. I'm... I mean... Like, I, 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 I wasn't sure, like, because it could have gone one of two ways, right? It could either be literally, oh, I'm sick and tired of doing really weird stuff. I just want to make a nice game about cats that get tummy rubs. But, like, it's, it's actually taking... What? I, I mean, how sinister and otherworldly can a cat be? I, I've, I've known several in my time, and none of them have shown any, like, directly murderous intentions or... Or Not inspired some kind of psychological thriller. Like I'll, I'll be quite honest about that. Cats do look like they're trying to plot your demise a lot of the time. Yeah, but they're usually not. Well. Uh, uh. Um. But yeah, this this game this game is about um townspeople who during the day are regular townspeople, and then night falls and they become cats. And you go around the town and do do. Cat stuff. <laughs> Daily life RPG mystery game thing. Right, I for one am fully be. I, I, it comes as zero surprise to anybody who knows me. I am 1000% behind this game. We've got themes carrying on from twisted dark nonsense. We have daily life rpg which is my kind of bag we have cats which is my kind of bag and we have like thrillery investigatey kind of deal matt please tell me this is your kind of deal as well <laughs> oh no am i uh, am i on my own in this i mean what? if you're streaming i'll watch you stream it but we're gonna stream the hell out of this <laughs> there's, uh, there's no two ways about it we are streaming the hell out of this yeah, because I think you'd probably enjoy it more than I would, and I'd probably enjoy watching it, watching you play it more than I would enjoy playing it myself. So, yeah. Yeah. Sam, um, this is this yeah. is Persona, but but grim and cat gamey. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Come if on. you put it like. That. Yeah. Um, no, I I, I, I can see you playing around. But, uh, Deadly Premonition, I didn't quite get. I tried it. I just it didn't. And it was more because, like, the story was alright, it was just the game mechanics, like the shooting of stuff and whatever else, and it was just kind of a bit wank, and I didn't really enjoy that. Uh, I think if I could have played just, or if I could have just absorbed the story and the weirdness, I probably could have enjoyed that, but, like, the, the combat was poo. Uh, I still need to play D4 at some point. 
but I, I don't know. I can. I'm on board with it. I like. I like the kind of weird concept. Uh, I, I, I'm always pleased to play as a cat, uh, or even interact with a cat. The, the most heart-stopping, heart-wrenching, upsetting part of any given game is when they have a cat in it that you cannot pet. Yes. Yes. Like, I agree. Or any animal, for that matter. Yeah. It's Breath of the Wild is miserable because you can't pet any <laughs> of the doggos. I, I'm, there, was one, there was one Assassin's Creed game where you could do that. And then they didn't put it in on any of the others. And I was so sad. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play through Unity at the moment. I'm trying really hard to play through Unity. Is that why you're really struggling with it? And it's like, oh, there's like, oh, a dog. Can't interact with it in any way. It's like, oh, but why? Least- it's, it's like Skyrim. Skyrim, you can walk up to a dog and it's like really happily barking at you and interacting with the fact that you're there and you're just there like, yeah. Well, no, like, like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild does the same. And like, if you run in little circles, sometimes the dog will then chase its tail. But if you throw a stick, the dog just goes... At it's you. upsetting. Wait, no. This game counterbalance that every game needs. The lack of petting in other games is counterbalanced by the existence of I this hope one. So. I hope so. And if it doesn't live up to that standard, then it's a zero out of ten for me. I forget which Assassin's Creed. I think it was Black Flag that that you could do it. I think. A which is obviously cats. I can see it. The best Assassin's Creed game, anyway. But I think it was that one. And if it is that one, then that secures it as being the best Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as far as the good life is concerned, the art looks kind of neat from the very limited amount that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminds me of some, like, some really old kind of 80s kids kind of film cartoon things. Uh, which yeah, is kind I of see that. Um, but yeah, until we... Until I see a bit more of it, it's going to be kind of difficult to judge as to... It's probably not going to be something that I play, because becoming a cat is not something that I've ever thought. Just what I want from I'll a video. I'm friends. <laughs> is that it? Is I wonder that... if you can pet another cat as a cat. You I can mean, do that. Maya bops Eddie on the head a lot, but I feel that's not, that's not her being nice. I don't... If you can do that, it's, it's literally game of the year. I mean, I, to, I'll be honest. I am more of a, a more of a dog person than I am a cat person. Oh, that's fine. If, if it that's, was become a dog, enjoy the I might have been a bit more like, oh. but yeah. But dogs are boring. When you're a cat, you can nap in a piece of sunshine all day. Dogs do that not, too. Why would you not want to do that? Right, but dogs have more stuff to do than cats. Cats are just like, yeah, hey, I'm a nap today. Dogs also have to get overexcited about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that old meme with the diary entries, right? Where the cat is like day six hundred and eighty-three, and the human still keeps me here. I wish for freedom, and the dog's like, "I saw a tree. Today was the best day." There's also <laughs> another dog. Today was very much the best day, and that was the best dog. I'd, I'd much rather have that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't have enough energy to keep up with that amount of excitement. I feel I can. I can reach the energy level required to be a chill fucking cat just strolling about the place doing some light RPG elements. Whereas a dog tearing about the place and like trying to climb every building and backflip and take a piss on everything to let people know that you've been there. It's a little much for me. 
it's just uh, it's a little it's a little too, too much effort don't forget you have to chase everything that moves ever yeah even if it's only for like five steps and then you you decide to let it go because you are the better doggo uh <laughs> you know you do have to chase no I'm gonna be honest, the thing that intrigues me most about this is that it's a, a daily life RPG and I feel we don't get enough of those. I feel like Persona always does a really good job of those but I don't feel like we get enough good ones. But even like Persona, um, it doesn't do daily life, it just splits its stuff up into days and there's elements of daily life into it but like right. it's not you can choose entirely what you want to do with your day and I understand this needs to be an overriding quest line to pull you through the game and whatever else but you don't have quite as much freedom of choice that I would assign to that kind of game you know right because we were talking I'm sure last episode about dating simulators and the fact that oh no 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 it wasn't it was super recently we were talking about um a daddy dating game his name I've forgotten daddy date Dream, Dream Daddy. Daddy. Dream Daddy. There you go. And I was, I was kind of like, huh, this is really straightforward, and I'm not really, I'm not really all that into this. Some of the writing is nice, but I'm not, not really into this. And I kind of miss the old Flash games where you had to go to school and swim to be strong, and also keep up with your exams, and also buy your girlfriend presents and take her on good dates, and also deal with the weird anime fairy that lived in your bedroom. And I kind of, I kind of miss. Those sorts of daily life RPGs, and I wish we saw more of that. And I'm kind of hoping that we'll see more of that now with, with this sort of thing coming forward. And I hope that that kind of genre almost um, starts to to take a, a step forward again. Honeypop. Well, somebody said Honeypop. Honeypop is it's just a match. One. There's the new shark dating simulator, XL. What? You didn't shark, suggest it. Shark, shark dating. Shark dating simulator oh, is 79 yes. yeah, no, I... <laughs> 79 pence. Well, I know <laughs> what I'm doing later on today. Um... <laughs> it's sharks with like wigs and like, little bows and stuff. <laughs> Why? I've got, uh, uh, yeah, that, that'll be me later on with a bottle of wine, I think. That's just going to be my evening. Meanwhile... Living out a slightly esoteric Mills and Boone novel. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody's reminded me of Honey Pop, so I'm not getting any sleep for the next two days. That's why I'm just going to play Honey Pop endlessly until my eyes. Yeah. That's everything. Me. Uh... Anyway, I, I, the, the only reason that I'm intrigued by this is because of who's making it. Like, if we're being entirely honest, right? Cats are corn, cool whatever else. And yes, that's great. But, like, uh, the, the person, you, you know, Sweary is cool. Yeah. Uh, makes cool things. I, I can appreciate that, even though I didn't directly enjoy Deadly Premonition that much. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes and how stylish it is. Yeah. Because it's good, stylish. Because of course it of is. Course it is. <laughs> it's just it's a given. Right. Um, so let's roll on mm -hmm. and bring back one of our regular points of discussion. We're uh, kind about these guys, I swear. Which is Blizzard uh, in its continuing saga of senility, uh, having gone from Battle.net as the name of their app on PC for grabbing all the games with, going to the Blizzard app, and then and then kind of saying that oh yeah we're, we're talking about the Battle.net app again, 
some kind of con and then they've now gone and called it the blizzard battle.net app uh, um why oh, why stop no it, it, it like you have uh, this this is the part i don't understand about this you have all of your fucking games on it they're there you open the app they're there on the left hand side so if someone's coming someone's going oh, fuck my tits off i need to play destiny 2 right just off oh, on pc oh hold me back lads because i'm going in i'm going to play destiny 2 on pc but the only place they can get that is on the battleblizzard.net app, Blizzard app, uh, Battle World of Warcraft, Battle Overwatch app, Blizzard.net, right? <laughs> so they're, they're going to get that, and that, and then they have marketing. They literally have the means to with which to go, and here's another game, and here's the other game, and here's the other game, and here's the other game, and there's that game as well. They don't need to promote the name of the app. They don't need that. Uh, that app to be like renowned because it, it, once it, once you've been pulled in by one game you're pulled in by a, a million others steam don't have steam.com as their place to go and get the steam app it's steampowered.com but the app is called steam it doesn't really matter that deeply much it's just mm. it's just, I think it's just everything yeah i think it's just um, branding isn't it they just want everything to have blizzard on like it consistent their, everything their needs to be consistent right yeah yeah and i think and I think they, because they obviously they were going to originally call it just call it the Blizzard app. And I think once everyone just went, oh, but it's been BattleNet for ages, uh, they probably went, well, let's compromise then. So let's just but, call it the Blizzard Battle, Blizzard BattleNet, like there's any other. But you know, make a just, decision, stick to it, and have some fucking balls about it. That's all I'm asking for. The name of the app doesn't fucking matter in the first instance, anyway. If you want to make them all synergize and look the same across, then that's fine and that's your purview and whatever else. So do it and stick to it. Yeah, I mean, the people that already have it and the people that already play Blizzard games on their PC, it's not going to make the slightest bit of difference to them at all. This no. is the only way, I, the only reason I can see that they've changed this is for the console players who played Destiny previously coming over to PC and playing Destiny 2 on PC. Uh, and I think it's literally that's the only reason and because they're going to be there's a possibility of obviously them having more games on there than just their original Blizzard ones now that they're having mm. Destiny 2 I well, feel they, like they said that, they've already said that, that this is the exception singular I mean obviously they can backtrack on that but they've already yeah, basically because that's, that's, that's what Blizzard does no, it's true. They, they always go if there's a demand for it, and if they think they can make money out of it, then why wouldn't they? You know, like mm -hmm. if you know Blizzard and Activision, you know, you could end up seeing a Call of Duty game on there. I think it's mad that they don't already. Honestly, you, you so, have a storefront owned by your company. Fucking use it. Right. Like it makes no sense not to. I have it on Steam as well, and you would have to have it so that the servers communicate with each other between steam and or you could you could do it like you do it like the you play stuff like when you play assassin's creed you buy it on steam yeah you, and, then you on steam, and, then, and then it comes up on you play and then you end up launching it through you play anyway so they do just the same thing with that and i uh, tell this story every time and it makes me infinitely happy the fact that you could buy titanfall the original one on you play for 10 uh, is either 10 or 15 quid more than it was on origin so you could you could 
literally used the worst launcher app to purchase the game over the odds so it would then launch the second worst launcher app in order to launch the game. I just think that's the most beautiful and wonderful thing that I've ever heard. It just made me like, it actually made me do a spit take when I saw it. it <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, uh, I think that's probably their reasoning. It's probably the higher ups have said, we want to have Blizzard on everything so that when these console players come over to PC, they can see, you know, Blizzard is on it and they can see all the other mm. Blizzard you know, that maybe they hadn't heard of or hadn't played before and they've got them all there and they can just click install or yeah. like or whatever um, and makes it a lot easier so hopefully for them they'll probably be thinking right we'll get these people in playing destiny 2 and maybe when the servers of destiny 2 go down they've got all these other blizzard games on their launcher mm. that they see that are, are there and go well, maybe i'll try that and i'm with you but in order to get that app they've been brought there by a game no no one no one ever goes oh battle.net what's this mystical thing let's let's download yeah, exactly. it yeah. like they, yeah. you know, they do it. there's there's a game that brings them to that destination right yeah. and once they've been brought to that destination they have all of those games and all of those other lures to every other thing and whatever else the name on the front cover doesn't fucking matter it could be no. called wank stick online and it doesn't fucking matter because <laughs> they've already got all of those games but yeah, I get you. I get what you're you know saying. You know what I mean? It's still got that list can of I, games on the left hand side to download. To make a, a, a real like a, a real statement, just just for a second. A real statement. A real statement. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are considering naming a marketplace right now <laughs> in this moment in time, please, for the love right. of God, don't name <laughs> your marketplace or your launcher or your services, <laughs> whatever it is. Don't name it Wankstick. Online. Otherwise, people might be confused and think it was a local client. You don't want people to be confused now in this modern market. <laughs> I mean, like, .net exists, yeah, to remind us that we are actually allowed to play with our friends who aren't sat right next to us. I mean, it, it does. It does almost sound like a badly translated Korean MMO or something, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 Welcome uh, to Wangstick Online. No. Next. <laughs> Next. I'm done. Next. Uh, if you people aren't putting money into that as a project, I, I, I just want to you. Uh, <clears throat> my point is, you've arrived at the location. You've already got all of your games there. You've been brought there by a game in the first place. You don't need to. Give it no, not really. what I mean, if it's if it stayed as Battle.net, it probably wouldn't have made it a slight bit of difference. No, and and the people that were bitching about it being Blizzard app, I presume that they 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 changed it because of pressure by people going, "Oh, it's not Battle.net anymore. How could I possibly find it on my PC?" And that, those people are playing whatever game religiously. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. No, it's called. Whether it's called the Blizzard app, the Blizzard Battle.net, Battle.net, like it doesn't matter what it's called. So, like they've people that money. get, they've spent money yeah. on changing it twice now, and that yeah. just you feel slightly nauseous because it's probably yeah. not a tenner. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't no, commission probably. some poor bastard but online then, to change the logo for a tenner. But then you know, Blizzard are probably in a situation where they've got more money than than they know what to do with right now. So give it to me. I'll bring you <laughs> such great hits as Wankstick Online. Please don't, 
Please don't ever hire him to bring you wank stick online. You don't want Sam to bring you wank stick online. Well, I think we've discovered what the name of this podcast is going to be already. <laughs> oh. I peaked early, haven't I? <laughs> right, and moving, moving on. Oh um, God, why have I, why have I done this to myself on today of all days? Why? <laughs> what have, have me on the podcast? Just the two of you together are a nightmare, and I knew this was going to happen the second that I went. We could have Matt on the podcast. <laughs> So it's a serious co- podcast with us conveying some very important information, I'll have you know. Whenever whenever Sam and Matt are in the same space, getting them to converse outside of giggles is the most difficult thing humanly <laughs> possible. There we go, the he's broken start, already. The start of this podcast, right? So Pip kind of gave us the count. She's like, we're literally going to start in like a second now. And, and that was it. Like Matt had lost his shit. Like just before we started, and yeah. just kind of giving him the stern look, going, "We need to start podcast now." <laughs> Literally, all I could see was him, like, like with this stupid giant grin on his face, hiding <laughs> at the bottom of the screen, and I'm like, "I need to, I, I need yeah. to count us in." Like, are you? Can you settle, please? So I'd see him go, <laughs> and then he'd fall apart again. <laughs> Just breathing through the like the birthing pains almost. It's it's horrendous. And I'm, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to. Should we talk about we happy few? We happy few. Uh, or, or, or as it's also known, we happy few. Jesus Christ! That price increase because why 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 is this the new trend? Why why are you doing this? You okay. absolute gaggler cunts! No. I don't. No. So I'm gonna stop you there. You're not qualified to talk about this one, whereas I am. Right. Okay. Because because we've had no we've yeah. had this we've had this argument before. I feel, and it's all to do with the fact that I don't really know where I stand on We Happy Few right now, but I'm so glad that they've gone back to the drawing board. They've taken the entire game, and gone. What we made wasn't what we showed at E3, and it was naff. Let's right. try again. And that's why there's a price increase because they've changed the way that the game works. They've changed the way that the, the sort of the, the mechanics work. They've changed the way, as far as I understand, that the story works. They've rewritten a ton of stuff. They're no longer uh, focusing on this sort of roguelite thing. They're making it a more sort of compelling narrative experience. And they're trying to get sixty dollars worth of content into the game, rather than it be a thirty dollar. This is the story, you can follow it along, but if you die, then you start the whole thing again, and it's a really sort of shallow experience, it's naggy and all this sort of thing. Like, genuinely, it drew, it, it drew on some of the worst roguelite elements that exist. Mm-hmm. This game is getting a major overhaul, and they need to... They need to fund that somehow because this wasn't the. This is no longer the game that they kickstarted. This is right. no longer the game that they sold early access things of, and they need to make that money back. And that's why. The other thing is they're hoping to justify, and I don't know whether they will. Honestly, I don't know whether they will, but they are trying to make a sixty dollars worth of content to package up and sell next year. Right. And I honestly, honestly hope they do it. 
selling it at $30 isn't going to cover that anymore. It isn't going to cover all of this extra work that they've had to put in to make the game what they want it to be. And it's also, hopefully, going to be justified in the story. And the way that the mechanics work and things. That's right. why it's had a price increase. So none of okay. this, you're a, you're a gaggle of cunts business. This is them not saying, we released an expansion, we released the entire game, and now that you're all tired of it, we're going to put the price up to the roof. This is them saying, we've got a lot more work to do. We're trying our damnedest. We need to recoup those funds somehow, and we're going to do it by balancing putting enough content in the game and putting the price up yeah no i, I still disagree i still disagree um so yes they're on a larger scale yes they've got more money overall and yes whatever else final fantasy 14 and 15 uh final fantasy 14 1.0 was shit they completely ripped up the whole thing and redid it and rejigged it and everything else that's to purchase the game as an outright purchase is cheaper than uh, most other MMO games. The price for subscriptions is cheaper than most other MMO games. They didn't put anything up based around having to literally turf up the entire game and start from scratch. Final Fantasy 15 is just a standard AAA priced game. They didn't put it up to £120 when they had to completely redo the project over the course of 10 years. Yes, they've got a lot of heritage to go through, and yes, the game ultimately was absolute toss, but they didn't go back and and go, oh, actually, it cost us a fair bit more to make it. Um, we need to do that. What I think they really should have done is shined up We Happy Few and got it through the, its early access process as best as they could for how it came through and gone, right, we've learned a lot of lessons. We've we didn't make it as good as we could and we didn't fill out the entirety of the scope that we were originally aiming for we happy few 2 is coming out and we're going to make we happy few 2 but people that already own we happy few 1 from x date will get x discount against the the price of the next game they need to, because the thing is right I, I i'm going to put my my throw my cards down now and say we we happy few will still be shite when it's finished at that point in time i have never known of any of any project that has successfully been kind of remade from a point rather than completely overhauled you play Four one of them 14 14 was backed by like ridiculous amounts of extra money and which is why they, they didn't put the price up sam but what so that entirely yeah. negates your first part of that argument you're looking at a game from a major, major publishing studio. Versus I wouldn't say major publishing studio. Ah, uh, Square, Square Enix are pretty. Uh, they're they're definitely up there. They're not Ubisoft EA, but they're yeah, they're up there. Saying Gearbox isn't um, a major. No, no. The, the, this is this is what I'm Gearbox. saying. That 14 had a major publisher behind it, so they didn't need to put the price up to cover the excess funds, right? Gearbox who have only just picked up this project, probably looked at it and went, Sons, that's a lot of work. Hmm. Like... I just... I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be accessible, and I, I just don't see it becoming of worth. 
the the core idea is fantastic i i love the idea of the story in the universe and i really do yeah but the, if that's getting rewritten you might not and it's finished i i just no, i don't that's the bit that's staying the same the i just don't think they're the gonna I just don't see them pulling it off, in all honesty, and I don't see them justifying the higher price because they've given themselves a shorter span of time to create twice as much content. See, so, when's the release date? When are they expecting the release date for this? Next year. So, it's already been uh, out in early access for two, two years. years. So after spending, this is on this article, after oh, spending is it two, two years. Okay. Two, two years, Xbox sorry. One console yeah, exclusive on PC. Yeah. So, it's been out for two years already, yeah. and now they're going to redo it. Well, they've not gonna. They've they've not gonna like start again. What they're doing is they're taking the assets that they have and the narrative that they've written, um, and they're writing in a new story focused on the three characters. And they're taking out the roguelike mo sort of mechanics, and instead they're building it as a stronger narrative experience. It's something that they started to do last year. And they're, as I say, they're hoping to... to I yeah. can understand the concerns, I can. And as I say, like, I'm I'm not 100% on this. I, I don't... I'm, I'm not quite sure how happy I am with this. But I think it's super, super unfair to expect a company to succeed by saying, we learned a lot of lessons, but we pushed out shite anyway. I do not... I, I think that's a really... No, really I, think, I think what they're doing is probably the right... Thing. Uh, as far as redoing the yeah. actual game itself, I'm not sure that the price should have be doubled though. That seems a bit that seems a bit much, especially as like Gearbox are co-publishing Fortnite, which has just celebrated its uh, its one millionth player. Yep. And they're all early access people, so they've all spent a minimum thirty-five quid or whatever the regional equivalent of that is. Um, so they've got a million people playing Fortnite now. Uh, and who knows how many of those million people are then buying the V-Bucks for Loot Llamas yeah. and stuff. You know, they've got to be making a, a reasonable amount of money from that. They had the Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, which came out recently, which as far as I'm aware, did relatively well. Yeah. Um, well, so... what you got to think is at least 35 million. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a fair bit of change to throw around as a studio. Yeah, it's well, only a co-publishing with Epic, so they probably won't have got all of that. But yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, that's a big yeah, pile. Yeah, they would have got a sizable chunk from that. And I think you know they've you, they've you've had quite a few people playing We Happy Few in early access, um, and I I agree it needs to be redone because I used, I watched I started watching uh, someone on YouTube play it, and I got about three videos into their series, and I was just like, Do you know what? This doesn't really make a lot of sense. I'm getting frustrated watching them get frustrated about the roguelike stuff. Um, I don't feel like they're making any progress, and like there was a lot of randomness to it, where they'd go to, they did, they'd get killed or whatever, and they'd have to start again, and so they'd go to the cupboard that they went to before, and it would have different stuff in it, and yeah. it's like, well, the map would yeah, be that, entirely that, different as well. Yeah, so and you it's would know like, where to well, go and get water, but then you would die of dehydration the next time you played because you couldn't find where the shit the water right. fountain was. So, so the idea I, the I agree that that changed. That does need to be changed. Yeah. But whether it's... I mean, the thing is, like, it's difficult for us to say whether it's worth the, it being doubled in price until we know exactly what they've done with it. 
So until next year, when it's due to be released, it's going to be really difficult for us to say, yes, this is going to be worth $60, when, you know, it could still be rubbish in eight months, nine months' time, when they're getting ready to release it. It could still be trash, in which case, no, it won't be worth $60. Or they could make it into one of the best games of next year, in which case, yes, it'll be worth $60. But until they've done that, it's going to be hard for us to say whether it's going to be worth it or not. Um, apparently, you get a pre-order discount, which makes it a little like bit cheaper. Like 10% or something, I think it is. Right, but, but uh, you can buy it now in early access. If this sounds like your kind of deal, you can buy right. it for the half the price now. Yeah. What I understand. Yeah. So... Well, this yeah, is the, 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 the other sort of trend with this as well, is when they start to spill onto console is when these price increases become and it seems to be to create parity with consoles now if it costs you more to put it on a console charge more on a console if it costs you less to release it on a pc charge less uh, the it's actually gone up price on on steam already oh it has it's 38 pounds 24. Right. Okay. So it's, yeah. already, it's already gone up in price on uh, on Steam. Um, so, so that's yeah. with the, that's, that's with the uh, that's with the pre order discount, I guess. Once yeah. it goes uh, comes out of early access, it'll, it'll be, be 40, 40 quid, forty five quid, whatever it is, whatever sixty dollars equates to over here. But no, I, I think it's a really brave thing, and I think it's a brave thing in the face of what we've seen with No Man's Sky in these last couple of weeks where every every zoom call i've been in recently we've talked about no man's sky every single one without fail we've talked about no man's sky and we've talked about did pushing out a half finished shit game and fixing it later work and honestly no i i i don't know i i would be inclined to almost disagree with that because after that update that's been put out it's fucking rocketed back up the the charts on Steam. And People that, have been playing it. And that, Whether they will continue to playing it, that's the play, thing. It's a different situation altogether. Everybody but wants to see, right? Every yeah, the people want to go and go. Okay, well, let's go and check it out again. Um, whether they'll be playing it for, for the next couple of weeks is you know. Let me have a quick uh, looky look. Like, sure if, if you can play all day, continue to do what they're doing. Then eventually, it might actually be worth playing again. Uh, but you know, every so often, I'm like, mm, "Shall I reinstall it? Can I maybe? I don't know." Don't. And then I'm like, "No, no, yeah, yeah." Right. I and every time you speak to people, they're like, "Oh well, I, you know, I ought to have a look at the new update, but I'm not really that bothered." And it's that thing of we weren't given the game that we were promised. There's no way that we're going to get the game that we were promised. So why do we want to play something that we didn't want to play in the first place? And I, I, yeah, it's it's okay. soured it, and it's going to be difficult to climb back from that. It's possible, by all means, but, you know, that that horrendous first impression of the Jurassic Park melodic of Monster... <laughs> like, that's, that's basically what we're dealing with here. And I think it would be a mistake for, no, uh, for We Happy Few to go yeah but the difference between we happy few and uh no man's sky is the fact that we happy few has been in early access for two years already right whereas no man's sky wasn't no, no man's sky probably should have been yes. and then there would have been this massive issue with it 
again, this, going on. this is what we've got so far. This is how much it is. Uh, and we're going to continue to put it out, uh, updates and stuff for it until we're actually finished. If they'd done that, then it would have been a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah. But they were published by, who were they Sony. published by? Who was that? Sony. So I think we can probably safely, safely say that it was Sony's fault that it went as badly as it did. Yeah. Well, they, they created a hype machine which set them up to fail. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. And yeah, I exactly. feel like um, these guys suffered from that a little bit as well. Because again, this was an E3 reveal from Compulsion. Now, Compulsion's games before that were quite quiet. I hadn't heard of them until I think just before this this was a thing, and it was only because I was working a game and I had to memorize everything on the damn shelves. Um, mm. Compulsion were were quite quiet before this. This was announced, and everybody was like, "This British thing is good, yeah." And then when the early access hit, people went, "See, this this British thing is a bit naff, isn't it? Like, why why is it nagging me constantly? Why am I having to reset my progress constantly? Like." And I think it was good that they had that feedback, as harsh as it was, because now they're in a better position to say, okay, this isn't the route that we need to get the game that we want out. What oh, route do we take? They did. Yep, there you go. I liked Contrast. But uh, just quickly, back to uh, the No Man's Sky thing. About 11,000 people playing right now. Um, Which is probably better than what they had... What, uh, that's that's yeah. yeah that's that's about ooh I want to say eleven thousand more than <laughs> the thing is, the thing actually, is with actually the... I have a graph okay so it was it was about a thousand one hundred wow uh, yeah. and then leaped up to about twenty thousand everybody wants to try the I I will probably having seen a couple of people stream it I will probably go and try it and I will probably the, convince Matt um, to come and be a floating orb in my world so that I can punch yeah. him endlessly. The, the thing is, with the floating orb thing, that's one step closer to getting actual multiplayer. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think they're headed in the right direction. And again, if, if they've gone early access, it probably would have been probably would have been okay. But Sony are like, you know, we've got to get this game done. You've got to get this game done by this time, and oh, yeah. it's finished. And it's like, well, okay. So I think I think games did the best they could with. The time that they had, um, but yeah, they they needed much longer to get that fixed. And an interesting, like looking at uh, we happy few stats by comparison. Before that story broke, seventy-one players in a day. Mm-hmm. After it broke, two hundred thirty-six. <laughs> like people remind, but then um, it's just gone straight back down again. Right, uh, because they get to the end of the early access content and they're like, "Well, now to wait for the rest of it." Yeah. Um, I, oh, no, I think it's interesting that like yeah, I mean the art style of We Happy Few was what kind of caught my eye originally because mm. uh, it has that kind of original Bioshock kind of art with yeah. the masks and stuff. Kind of reminded me a little of that, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Um, but yeah, none, nothing in the gameplay made me think I want to play this. So if they're going to change it, cool. If that makes it better. Even that's. That's cool too. Um, yeah, maybe it's, it's my tradition of being Captain Pessimist, but I still don't see it ever. I hope ever. It does, honestly. Well, 
I tell you what, let, when just before this game is released, we'll have another podcast next year, and I'll come back on and we can discuss it again next year when this. Game I, could, I could just screech at you about how it's still shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you can be captain. I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll update yeah. your name badge in case. <laughs> That'd be great. I love it. Um, right. So uh, I guess we can we... put that one. Yeah, should we talk about something that you actually do want and do like? Uh, for a change! Well, uh, yeah, it's quite rare, isn't it? Um, I, I, I like occasionally saying nice things, honest, I, pr- I promise. Uh-huh. Um, so, the the young Lado that made Papers, Please, which uh, if you guys haven't played, you definitely should. Short, fun little game that was just uh, very, very. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's very, very, very Glory enjoyable. Yes, glory to Art Stotska. Um, See, I heard Gatka, and my whole brain went glory to Gatka, but Gatka's the the neon scream setting, and not. Yeah. That's definitely not, it's the, definitely same. not the same. Um, so he's working on a new game called Oprah Din, uh, which, uh, it, well, I mean, it had a demo back in November of last year, so nearly a year ago now. Um, and he's just kind of come about to show off a little bit more of it. I heavily, heavily recommend uh, taking a look at, at the... Uh, we've, we've got a trailer for this one, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we do. I, yeah, we've got the gameplay. Um, we've got the gameplay from the demo um, going on. So this is the ship Pretty. that you're on, the Overdin, uh, has been lost at sea and it reappears. And you are tasked with finding out where it's been, why it's been lost, how it's got back, and why, in fact, there are dead people all over the boat. Um, and you can you get, like, these flashbacks to try and help you figure out why are these corpses, or what happened to this particular person to make them a corpse. <laughs> but it's just the art. The art is just cool as shit. Like, it's on its own. It's like 1D kind of grainy Game scribbling. Boy... Yeah, it's it's bizarre, right? It looks a little bit like the Take On Me video. Like that's why I like it. You know what I mean? I can still hear it in Crash Wars. I'm so sorry. Shows how sleep deprived I am. Like that's maybe that's why I like it. So you know, being being human, I really enjoy that. So I like this game. Um, but you know, he, he's his previous like smaller games as well that he'd done, like he kind of threw out for free. Uh, I can't remember the name of it to save my life, but there's one where you like edit a newspaper that's in like the same universe as Papers, Please, kind of ish, um, where you you are tasked with like kind of deciding what stories go into the newspaper and based on which ones you put into the newspaper like different things happen in the world around you like if you put I don't know uh, revolutionary messages in there then the revolutionaries get stronger and start trying to take over the country or if you just put the government approved messages in there then everyone stays calm and you might get murdered for your I don't know your message. sorry the, the person on the, the trailer just activated a flashback and I love it because it's this weird darkness kind of creeps in around you. Oh, I just saw it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, sorry. He is a master of social commentary. 
Yes. Absolutely. Lucas Pope is a master of social commentary, and I'm super excited to see whether this is a straightforward thriller detectivery work out what happened, piece it together yourself in your brain, and then talk to people for days about why your theory is correct. Or whether this is going to have a twinge of that social commentary too. And it would be really interesting in the... Oh, I have to be really careful about how I say this now, don't I? Uh, in, a, in, a sort of, in the sort of times that we are currently experiencing. Um, well, well I, I, you know, he did a cracking job of describing Russia, didn't he? Like, that just straight out, like, he, he did. Um, and, and general kind of viewpoints that are similar to that that are starting to creep over into the US as well. As, as, at least in, insofar as border control is concerned. It's interesting um, to see these narratives kind of coming back again, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Funny enough, I was watching a load of George Carlin stand-up uh, uh, before before we got onto the podcast. He was talking about like uh, how Clinton got uh, like the, the original Clinton to, to be nominated for president uh, got re like re uh, elected. And he was just like, because he puts his bullshit out front. People just like to know that they're being lied to to their face. And I'm like, that fucking echoes, doesn't it? Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just like, it, uh, it's interesting. Like, there, there, there aren't really any new themes, are there, really? Like, they just kind of circulate back around and become relevant once more with slightly different players. Um, so, it'd be interesting to see where this one taps in. Yeah. Um, Perhaps this is some subterfuge committed by Arstodska. Who's to say? You never know, right? Um, if you guys are interested in, in his other games and stuff, uh, you guys can find them there. Um, and, and there is a demo out for this. Yes. Uh, so you do uh, you can have a play around uh, with that, which is on that site. It's called the Republic of uh, Times. Republic of Times, that's right. Because that Republic like was another nice country... Sense wasn't it yeah 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 it was uh, or, or state uh, in a glorious or glorious and free yeah. nation of republia yeah that sounds yeah. Right. you must use your influence yeah. to print positive articles that paint republia in a good light uh and it was one that he did for ludum dare and i feel like that's what kind of springboarded this um yep. yeah i feel like that's what what sort of springboarded um uh Papers, please. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I need um, to nap for a demo, week. I'm so sorry, boys. Well, like the demo slash actual mini game of Papers, Please, which isn't in Papers, Please, mm. uh, came out not too long after uh, that game came out, the, the Republic of Times one. Yeah. Um, uh, and they, they were actually very close together. And then he kind of built upon the idea of Papers, Pleased and, and Pleased, Please, and... Um, broadened the idea and made it into like a full game that he then sold but you can still find like again on his site there's the original kind of mini game which is only like a couple three days worth of uh gameplay on on the site also i've how, how torn are we on the papers please movie that's because uh, most game adaptation movies are pretty fucking horrendous like i could understand them making like a warcraft movie or the assassin's creed movie like, how because you're in a booth. <laughs> exactly. You're in a booth all day. No, like, no, how you is... can't. No, no. I've seen that film where they put, is it Green Lantern in a box and they bury him under the ground and 
Oh, what, what? Point movie? What? I mean, there was a film that Ryan Reynolds was yes, in. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. So he's in a box underground, and all you ever see is him in the box, pretty much. So hmm. I'm I'm like, I feel like the film. problem isn't that it's just centered around a booth. Yeah, I but I don't think the film did very well. No, it was now. It was a kind of but, very niche market for that. Yeah, for that no. Movie. <laughs> being was... in a box for the entire movie is quite a niche market, yes. Like... Yeah. <laughs> to, be, um, to be fair, I think I was so... just glad that Ryan Reynolds was in a box for a very long time because he's one of those <laughs> that really irritates me. He really grates on me and I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, apologies, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds fans. Please don't send hate mail. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's already happened. I'm interested to see if they can make... I, I don't think they will, but... Uh, I'm interested to see if I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I'm just like it's something else. I just oh, like the fact that they give movies from. That's not yeah. one that I put money on. No, I just like the idea that it might be used to publicise his work a lot more, and his games are fucking cool. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason I'm kind of keen on it. Um, yeah. but on to other games that are coming out at a later point in time as the tenuous segue of the week because I have no idea how to link the two even in the most tenuous of ways. Uh, Shenmue 3 is... Uh, it's, going through, it's going through changes. It's, I think it's going through puberty at the moment because it's going through some very strange changes and there's hair growing in places I that it never did. I sing at you then, but I, I feel like you don't deserve that no. kind of torture. I don't, no. Yeah. Uh, calm your tits, Aussie. Uh, we, there's Aussie. no need for it. Um, so... So they've previously gone through the Kickstarter process based off of their original launch at the Sony press conference where I was sat up there squeeing at Final Fantasy VII's remake slightly earlier in the the running order. Um, So they announced that it was going into Kickstarter and the Kickstarter went through and obviously it went incredibly well and Sony's all like, yeah, good guys, bring this one back. Great. And now they're getting published by Deep Silver as well. It's like, how much money do you need? make Shenmue which is like you know the guy's face was about like three planes uh, for, for, for Shenmue don't get me wrong the Shenmue games were cool and they were n- they were good and there's a reason that they're a fan fa- favourite <laughs> you have enough you can make a game based on your kickstarter earnings alone do you really need a well, I don't they've know. got Sony's backing as well because don't forget people were worried that the scale of Shenmue was beyond what um, they were asking for on the Kickstarter. People were worried that they were asking too little on the Kickstarter to be able to achieve yeah, the game. And they had to come forward and sort of go, well, actually, we have Sony's backing in part on this. So we have um, Sony's backing. We also have then the Kickstarter backing. Now we've got Deep Silver in this as well. And as much as I admire a lot of Deep Silver's stuff, I wonder if we're muddying this too hard, bringing a publisher into the mix as well. I'm worried about, again, this this feels to me now like we're going on to some 12 part epic and I hope it, it is wonderful. I hope it does endlessly well, but I'm super worried about why this is having to get support in at different points and at different... I, I, it, it can't, it can't need it. It can't. It made seven fucking million on Kickstarter. 
Holy shit. And that and they took Sony's backing as well alongside that because that wasn't gonna be enough for them to fund the entire game. Seven million. Like no, it's enough. I You received seven million. Like you don't even need Sony's help. You you've got seven million to make what is effectively I, I don't. I can't see them making that big a different game. Like they, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that that fantastic, wonderful, madness, madness um, sort of thing. Like, I just don't see it. I really, really don't see it. Like I, I don't. I don't know how well it would translate from how it was originally to this sort of twenty plus year later sequel. Um, that generally doesn't go too well. I was going to say, um, I wonder if the, the audience for this is still around. But of course it is. A million. Because, yeah, they they raised that I'm much here. money. The, the audience reaction to this was crazy. It reminded me of um, when, they, when they announced that they were redoing Grim Fandango. I was hmm. sat on my sofa and I, I recognised the announcement. I climbed onto the back of the sofa, curled up <laughs> in a little ball, and made really odd squeaking, crying noises for about did two the hours. Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> like it was, it was a sight. It was, it was for sure a sight, right? Um, I mean, I mean, as far as like reaction in the hall, so it wasn't as big as the Final Fantasy VII remake, no. but it was definitely yeah. towards that end of the spectrum. Yeah, like, it was a big reaction. Um. So there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of people interested in this, and from what I remember of Shenmue, there's a lot of different bits and pieces. There's no sort of, uh, there's an overarching mechanic, but then there are various dribs and drabs of other things, and there's a lot to do. It's gonna, it's obviously a very, um, the words escape me. Um, it, it's obviously like a really big project to take on. Mm. But like, I, I kind of put this in the same basket as the Yakuza games, insofar as they're really, really quirky, and they're a bit odd, and they're a little niche, but still quite popular. Mm. Um. And I think because of that, maybe, maybe they do need that support. Maybe they want to try and reach a wider audience with it in the same way as Persona did. I mean, you know, Deep, Deep Silver did publish Persona 5 and to good effect, presumably. Um, maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe they're just trying to tap into that kind of Persona 5 gravy train where the Western world appreciate a sort of niche-ish type game. I don't know. But it just seems like, you, how much more support do you need? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. It just seems a little over-egging it. Also, with that many hands in, in the yeah. pot as well, surely it's going to meddle with the vision of the game a little bit. Oh well, this is more marketable to these audiences, so you should really add in this thing and add in some microtransactions, so you can have a jaunty hat. Well, this is what I was saying about 
muddying it with a publisher now, as well as having Sony's influence in there. Uh, and you know, I, I, and you've got to make more money as well. You have to make more money to get your money back yeah. uh, as a profit to that company because there's more people taking slices. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 worried well, about. They've already got seven million dollars of of people's money. So yeah, that's to make the game. Yes. Like. Uh, yes, plus, but you know, the game once it's done is my point. Hmm. People so, don't like, back up on Kickstarter and then buy the game once it's out. Well, no, well that, that, those people presumably are, mostly will get a copy of the game for yeah, like fifty dollars or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, it, it seems like they'll they're, they're getting a, a diminishing profit. <laughs> coming back off of it uh, but hey I mean if it does as well as Persona 5 seem to do then I think oh, yeah. Be right. oh yeah they'll be flying I but... think, I think maybe, maybe that's why Deep Silver has, has been brought on board because they want to they want to uh, it'll probably do I imagine the other originals probably did very well over in Japan and stuff oh yeah they, they, were, they were big over there it's probably it's probably just a case of uh, Deep Silver wanting to help bring it to the western civilization and get them I guess the consideration is as well is like obviously Sony will do the publishing for Sony but they're not going to do it for Steam uh, or or if they go Xbox One or whatever else like that I don't know whether they are going multi-platform I, I'm not honestly sure so they, they were PS exclusive for the first two right uh, awareness so um Maybe they're just handling the like the Steam release and whatever else. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't specifically say whether they do or they don't. No, again, it's going not going to next year, is it? So yeah, so uh, we shall see. We shall see. But speaking of um, microtransactions for jaunty hats, um, Skull and Bones, or as it's now dubbed, Skull and Boxes. Uh, they've got a really weird way. So, so they're going to have loot boxes because, of course, um, I think that was kind of a, almost a foregone conclusion, uh, considering who's publishing. Um, but the the economy for buying all of that your cosmetics and whatever else that come out of the loot boxes simulates, or, or rather, emulates the real economy of the Indian Ocean. Yeah, I never understood this. Like, I was reading through this article that you linked me to, and they're talking about the fact that it includes loot boxes. Um, like, that's what the article was like. The starts off talking about, but at no point in the in the quotation marks of whoever they're interviewing do they mention loot boxes at all. No, it's like they start talking about something completely different, um, and they've they've basically just given uh, like the politicians' answer, where mm. you, are, you know you always see these politicians on on news programs, whatever. They get asked a question, and then they give an they give the answer that they've already prepared, regardless of what question you've asked. Them. Yeah, I can see that actually. Like, you've, and, you've, and you've the like they've said, yeah, you know, they started talking about uh, microtransactions, and then it's like. What is it he says here? Yeah, they, they basically our, just go, here's the economy. The economy of the Indian Ocean. So things that are important to the people who are shipping goods and the merchants, the empires, those things are important to you. 
Right. What's that got to do with microtransactions? But Brexit means Brexit, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so there were two. There were two comments on this that I absolutely adored, and I fell about laughing. And I'm probably the only one, but I feel it worth mentioning. And it was one person who was super excited to open uh, opium and slaves uh, in their loot boxes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, is that not what you want in in? Well, they talk about what's what's important to these merchants, and I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm with that. Uh, and and the other person who was trying to work out how they could pirate the game to simulate uh, the real economy of the Indian Ocean, and every part of me went, oh no. Well, to be fair, like oh, that no. in theory should then discount the no no, it should increase the price of the cosmetic boxes because the the supply has been removed from the market right right so the demand therefore would increase yeah i i, don't... I just don't understand how they're putting the, the, the or they're going to implement these like he talks about how like oh you you see another ship and they've got uh they may they maybe they've got this kind of uh flag or this these kind of sails or the the the, the captain's wearing this kind of hat whatever it is that they don't actually really talk about um, like, how do they get that? Why Why is there loot boxes? Surely, if it's a pirate game, you use your spyglass to go, there's a ship over there, let's go and take it out, board yeah. it, steal all their stuff, uh, either take on crew or kill everyone else. Yeah. And you look at the pirate in pirate the jaunty hat, and you go, I want that hat, I'm going to murder so gonna the shit out of it. that guy and right? steal his hat. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Or, or if you're really going to go that far, treasure chests that you can get and grab from those ships are all locked and you go to a locksmith or, or what have you on an island and you pay him in a different currency in order to have him to open those treasure boxes for you because they're made of steel or iron or whatever. Right. I, that, that, but, that would work. But yeah, but as I mean, we were talking about this like a little bit the other day. You don't know. I mean, a lot of the time, pirates probably wouldn't know what were on those ships, no. as far as like their cargo is concerned. So a lot of the time, they they, you know, they would be going. There's a ship. Let's see what it has. And sometimes it might not have anything. It might just be a couple of sacks of grain or something. In which case, yeah. spent all that time chasing off the ship that maybe wasn't really worth it. But that's kind of the whole point. Was that you mm. never. Really sure so how I, I still don't understand and i say it 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 doesn't explain in this article how they're going to be implemented it's no. just talking about customization elements and cosmetics and vanity items to let you personalize your experience no I, something has just occurred to me is we're, we're thinking awfully deep into the logic and the way that it works for a game that allows you to jump into a cannon and fire yourself across onto another boat or is oh, that the no, other one? No, that's the other one. That's not this one. Oh, okay. That's, that's the other one. That's uh, that's Rare's one, which I'm super excited Thieves. for. Sea of Thieves, yeah. So, well, what's that one? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. I'm really There's excited for Sea of Thieves. separate your games! I want, I want you all to join me in Sea of Thieves, and we'll go on adventures, and it'll be actually marvellous. Um, this one... I'm not... This is the less fun one, then, that I they're going feel... to pop up with microtransactions. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about it. Honestly, like, I'm... 
I am worried about it. Sorry, I've yeah. been linked to my this, boat, this is boats only, isn't it? This is just boat world yes. online. Yes, and this is boat world boat, online. Boat world online. <laughs> and, and not wank stick. Oh, my. Um, and, okay, so then, then, yeah, it's even less appeal then. Because Sea of Thieves is going to be fun. And this is going to be a weak knockoff of Black Flag. Yeah, I mean, this... This one of the quotes, one of the quotes in this article: "If somebody sees your ship, they should know you're a badass, or that you're really invested in cosmetics." Yeah. And so basically, not in, but cosmetics is in cosmetic items that you've paid a lot of money for. Invested a lot of says there invested in cosmetics. So you've put a lot of money into getting these cosmetic items. Yeah. But like, but- so. It's basically saying the stuff you can get from loot boxes are shit. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna help you in any way. Which again, I guess is a good thing. But no, but it's basically saying they'll look shit. It's like you'll either look really cool or you'll look like a dick that spent a lot, a of, lot money. of money. Yeah. <laughs> again, this this, this these, these these quotations are brilliant. I don't know if I don't know if they've just like not proofread it or if they're actually quoting the person that said it word for word and their English isn't necessarily their first language yeah I mean they'd probably be um, fine yeah. but they're talking about like how he plays racing games and he sees someone's racing car tricked out or whatever he says that's what I want I've spent hundreds of dollars on Overwatch and I can't see it I'm only doing it so that other people see what I spend or what I buy and that's crazy but it's Sorry. So he's, yeah, my eye went so he's, buying, he's buying all this stuff. He's, he's said he spent hundreds of dollars on stuff for Overwatch, and the skins and stuff he can't see them because obviously it's first person. So it's only for other people to see that he can. Oh, he's right. got this, and, it, it, and it's just like that feeds rah. into the, the social pressure thing that I suffer from, where I see people with cool skins, and I'm like, man, I want that fucking cool skin, and I'll p- play a game to desperately, desperately get enough currency or boxes or whatever to get that cool skin and by the time I have it somebody's got a better one that I want because I don't have the money to spend on these games like it's why I don't go on the tiny rails subreddit because people have really cool trains that they paid for (laughs) and I'm not I can't I have to unlock mine at random so it, it's it's one of those things that I suffer from really badly, and it genuinely sounds from that quote like they're gonna feed off of people like me, where it doesn't affect that guy in the slightest. He spent all that money, blah 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 blah. What they're looking at is targeting people like me, where I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got like a spare tenner. I could spend yeah, it on like something that, useful like food. Is that or... not borderline exploitation though? You're kind of preying on people like uh, you're preying on human nature, but that's self restraint. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, he he said he spent hundreds of dollars on Overwatch, which is fine because he's probably got he probably makes a reasonable amount of money, I'd hope. But you know, a lot of the people playing video games don't earn a lot of money, and so spending that sort of money isn't viable now again in nowhere in this uh uh in this article does it say that if you don't want to spend lots of money on 
uh, on these loot boxes, the, on these microtransactions, would you still be able to get the same items? It doesn't say anything about yeah. that. So, again, yeah, it's right. like, do you have a generic-looking uh, player character? Do you have a generic-looking ship that you just go around in, and the only way you can get these things is through microtransactions? We don't know, because it doesn't say anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I but yes. I don't. I don't feel like this is a very good advertisement for this. Uh, for this game, it's basically mm-hmm. making it sound like, well, I spend lots of money on microtransactions in games that I enjoy, so everyone else should. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I, and I don't I, think uh, that's. Uh, I don't think that's the right way to go. No, uh, especially if you're having. If especially if it's going to be, uh, if it's from it's Ubisoft, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be essentially like a triple a game so it's going to be the same price as most other games that you see so from ubisoft so i don't know probably about 40 quid presumably so it's a 40 quid game and then they want you to spend money on the microtransactions as well yeah. and it's like well that's, that's ubi though isn't it that's, that's just what they do and the, problem, the problem with that is potentially you can't spend the money to get the gear that you want this isn't like you're picking the dlc packs that you want this is you're paying money to have the chance of well, getting yeah. on it. what it and that that yeah. to me never well, it's like the, like the hearthstone cards and the overwatch loot boxes yeah uh, and csgo boxes you know all, all of that kind of stuff um well, it, you know, it needs to be yeah, regulated so- it's gambling yeah it's literally the definition of gambling it needs to be regulated it's not it's not your League of Legends where you buy a currency and then you choose what you spend that currency on in the store. No. Which is fine. World of Warcraft mm. I think does the same. Uh I know Final Fantasy fourteen does. Final Fantasy fourteen you can buy your mounts oh, yeah, and you your pets. Up, and... up oh of right, course you yeah. can do it for World of Warcraft because they do charity ones as well and things. Pip yeah. is having a dumb today. Um yeah. That's fine, and I never have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is I want I want a diva skin coming out of an event, right? Because I'm a diva main, I want a diva skin. Or I'm a, I'm a roadhog main, I want a roadhog skin coming out of a, an event. I can't buy currency and buy that skin that I want, that I will play the shit out of. Instead, I've got to buy boxes to go through a Lucio skin and to go through a, who else do I like playing? Symmetra, to get a Symmetra skin or a Mercy. I can't play one side of Mercy. Mercy's far too difficult a character for me to play. And I've got to go through all these skins. And you always get that one as a fucking legendary as well. Like whatever, whatever one you don't play or can't yeah. play. I have so many of the, the really nice Symmetra skins, and I'm like, this is great, but I can't play Symmetra. For, for how little I've played Overwatch, right, i tell you what, I could show you some fantastic Tracer skins. I can't, can't play to save my fucking life, because she goes a lot faster than my brain does, so I just can't <laughs> keep up. But I have got nearly every fucking skin for that bitch, I tell you. <laughs> fucking annoying. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know anything about uh, what Tracer looks like, but for the rest of them, um, for the rest of them, definitely, it's. I, I keep getting Symmetra skins, and I don't want them. Symmetra's fine though, because you all you need to do is just waft about a bit and go. There you go. There's a turret. There's another turret. There's a turret. Right, but that's boring. 
I want to go fly into people and lock them off things and then puke yeah, at them and then fly away. At least you're yeah. capable of playing that. I am incapable of playing Tracer. She is too zippy, too fast. I can't. Fast base, best base. But anyway, mo nope. moving this back to back to where we were. Uh, the economy of the Indian Ocean in a loot box. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, not, that's not true. No, no. It's basically... It's just a load of fucking spaff. No, it's just a load of spaff to go, occasionally, we'll crank up the prices because fuck the consumer, and occasionally we'll make them cheap like they're on sale. And that's oh, those, it. Those French people at Ubisoft, they really, they really Solid have... Solid French accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, approve this. No, that's what it is. That's literally what they are saying. We, are, we will crank up the prices whenever the fuck we feel like it. When people haven't bought pro boxes for a while, the prices will lower to encourage people to buy boxes. When people have bought lots of boxes recently, the price will go up because we know we can feast upon that. That's literally them saying we can control the market based on demand as much as we fucking want and make the most money out of it because of it. Yeah, that's pretty shit. Good should job, we, guys. Should we talk about worthwhile investments instead? Because holy shit, yes. loot boxes are horrendous. This is really cool. I think this is like really neat, and I only found out about it like yesterday or the day before, and it's really cool. Um, so this is a bit of a two-part thing. Um, so first, first and foremost, uh, Kingdoms and Castles is a cool kind of little uh, town managey buildy kind of game uh, that is it's okay. It, it doesn't look amazing, but it, it's okay. It's capable. Uh, it could be better. It's probably going to get updated to be a little bit better at some point in time. Cool. Lovely. Right. Um, yeah. But Absolutely. the cool part, the cool part is the platform that it sprouted from, which is called Fig. And Fig is, uh, it's, it's kind of a 50-50 platform. So you can go on there and buy games that have been funded through Fig. Or you can go on Fig and you can pre-purchase games in a kind of Kickstarter style where you throw in your $20 or whatever it is and then when the game's finished, it'll poop out a copy of the game for you to play and happy days, you've pre-ordered it, you've helped support their creation process. Or you can be an investor. So you throw X amount of money towards that game and it can be the same amount as the price of the cost of the game and you can still get a copy of the game for that, depending on how they run uh, their their campaign. But you've invested in that game. You've put your $40 towards that game's creation. And you're now a shareholder. And if the game does very well, you'll start getting dividends come back from that game. And uh, Kingdoms and Castles... It's already doubled the its initial investment, so the system works. And so far, that you know, that's and that's just so far that, that you will continue receiving dividends for as long as that game is making money. Uh, so it, basically, indefinitely, um, and that's very interesting and very cool. And now I want to back every game ever on there. As a note. But, the cat game that we discussed at the very beginning of the podcast, the one that Sway is involved with, that is being funded through Fig. Well, uh, small wallet. 
<laughs> I've got a two pence coin and that's it. Otherwise, I wouldn't throw money at my screen. Um, I also have a two pence coin. Yeah. Scratching off my scratch cards. Oh, no, I'm fiddling with mine. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a really neat platform. I, I like this idea that you are invested in this game more than just where's my copy at the end of development. I like that. Hmm. Um, it's it's potentially a, a, a safer way of getting funding for them. You know, you, you draw in more if people hmm. know that they're going to get more out of it. Um, well, they I might mean, get more out of it. It is, yeah. it is yeah. like any other investment that you make. It could end up being... Are you a poster, Matt? Like, I've read this exact statement on so many posters <laughs> on the tube. <laughs> Investments may go up or down. <laughs> well, it, well, it's true though. It is. I mean, oh, yeah. just like you said, like you know, you said like loot boxes is gambling. This is exactly the same. Mm. Uh, but you know, that's why smart people make good investments. So, you know, oh, if yeah. you think if you think a game is going to do well, and you think that you know, even if you even if you don't like it, like the the cat game, if that's that's being put on fig, you know, I probably wouldn't play it. But if I think it's going to do well, I could go and invest in it, mm-hmm. and hope that it does do well, and then I see some money back, which would probably be not a bad idea. But oh, oh and the, the other interesting thing with it as well, which I, I forgot to mention, is the fig don't take the money directly. So like, I, I give twenty quid to this game, that game gets twenty quid. Fig just take a share of the dividends that come back. So. Uh, you've also kind of got the fact that your your money is going there without the extra fees and toss and whatever else like you would do through like Indiegogo's and whatever else where they just take the cream directly off the top and don't give the form out across to the creator. Uh, they take you know they they take some of the proceeds if the game does do well. So it's a, a bit less riskful, I guess, for for the people creating games because almost like there's no no win no fee. Uh... Yeah. Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's quite similar um, yeah. because you know, but you are getting the full amount that you need. There's no, oh, I've raised a million pounds, but actually I've only got eight hundred grand after Kickstarter have taken their money out, and then once PayPal's taken their money out, I've only got seven hundred and fifty grand, and then uh, is that going to be enough to actually finish stuff now? Oh, I should have asked for one point two five million on the Kickstarter, but now I'm a bit stuffed, and now I've got to fulfil all these prizes. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's less of that pre- pressure. And there's less of that kind of just snipping little bits of cash out continually uh, and whittling down what they actually get to develop the game with. Um, but there's still the pitfall, uh, which is, will this game ever emerge? Um, because but, but that's always the case with any of these games, regardless of whether it's on on Fig or, or Indiegogo or Kickstarter. There's always that chance that no matter how much money you people pledge, there's always that chance it's not going to be made and not going to be finished or something's going to go wrong along the, the way. Yeah. And, you know, but the, the thing with made. Kickstarter is they've put protections in place more recently to make people culpable for the money that they have received. Um, and that's the, how, how it works. Whereas with this being framed as an investment, I would imagine those protections couldn't be in place. Yeah, if it's an investment, I would assume that, you know, it's just like any other investment where if it all goes wrong, then that's it. You don't get your yeah. money back. You but whereas with, 
actually. Yeah, but whereas with, with Kickstarter now, like it wasn't like this before, and people did do some scummy bits and pieces, but now, like you, you know, if you go and spend all your million dollars on hookers and blow, you're still culpable for delivering what you promised to deliver on your Kickstarter. Yeah, you look at things like that Ant game. That That Ant game where one of the developers came forward and went, look, I'm really sorry, we're going to have to cancel this. And everybody went, oh, we're fucked. And he went, yeah, please let me tell my story. So the guy I was working with took all the Kickstarter money, literally cocaine and hookers. Um, Yep, parties and champagne. and there's there's nothing left. I, I can't make the game on my own. Uh, I he's taken everything. He has a right to the IP, so I I can't just carry on and make the game without mm-hmm. him because he has a rights to it. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. He's yeah. he's bankrupt us as a company. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, and it was really nice to see that come through and for people to support him. Um, because yeah, some really awful stuff happened with Kickstarter. Indie. Well, you had that Yorkstar game that never fucking happened. The other one. And I forget what platform it was, and I know if Steve's listening, he can tell me, because he was telling me all about it when it happened. But the Coleco Chameleon, did any of you guys see that? I remember seeing about it. What I didn't know anything so happened with it. Somebody took a retro console shell and said that they were making this 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 console called the, the Coleco Chameleon. They bought the rights to the Coleco name, or they'd invested in enough rights to have the Coleco name. And they had this super, super familiar um, retro console shell, and they bought all the production rights to that and stuff like that. And they were, oh, it's a, it was an Atari Jaguar shell, thank you. I didn't want to say it in case I get it wrong, but it was a Jaguar shell. So, they put it up on, on one of these funding platforms, and everybody looked at it and went, there's no board inside that. That's just an empty shell. There's something wrong here. So it was taken down. They showed it off at a, um, like a, I think it was like Tokyo Game Show or one of those. And they actually took it. They actually took this unit to a Tokyo Game Show. And it had like right. a capture card from a different unit altogether. It wasn't unique to that thing. It was something that they'd ripped out of a different machine. The controllers weren't plugged into it. They were plugged into something like behind the machine. Oh, it was the New York Topher. There you go. It was one of them. Um, the still... of wisdom that is Steve in the chat is a wonderful yeah, thing. Yeah, no, no, isn't no. It? no <laughs> he, he follows all these retro YouTubers, and I only like Yo, listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was a thing where at a toy fair somebody took a picture. They managed to work out from the board that it was a SNES mini board inside it on a different right. picture because they put a clear case on it instead of a, a dark case. And they were That's still cool. asking for money. This console is going to be the best thing. They were getting YouTubers to say this console is going to be the best thing. It's going to be wonderful. We want to get you on board as an investor. That's and it was horrendous. Not- it was actually horrendous that. that all this shit went on. And eventually, Kaliko were like, yeah, go fuck yourselves. Indiegogo mm. were like, where's our prototype unit? You have to give us a prototype that works before we will list you. You can't yeah. ask for money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as far as I'm aware, they made a last ditch attempt with like a different platform altogether that nobody'd ever heard of that went down the drain and eventually it just all kind of collapsed 
Yeah. Uh, well, good. A yeah, a lot of YouTubers went, we were taken in by this, like, we're really sorry. We didn't know anything about it. And a lot of YouTubers um, and podcasters and things were actively being attacked by the people who were trying to list this thing as a working project. Because they were going, no, the board's one of these, and it looks like this. And when you look at the photographs, it looks like this. When you look at the controllers, that's not a controller port. That's, you know, whatever. Uh, and they were actively being, like, attacked, and they were trying to get people to boycott them and say that they were liars about this and that and the other. It was awful, and it all came wow. from the fact that they couldn't get funding on Kickstarter and on Indiegogo because they didn't have a working prototype yet. They wanted to take all this money for a project that just didn't work. See, I, I was almost getting ready to say, well, I can kind of see it. If you, if you were saying that like, people were attacking the YouTubers for for promoting it. No, 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 no. Well, it was. I was almost going to be sympathetic no, that towards that. But, what? But How do you massive, have any right? There was a massive smear campaign against these guys who do it. There's two guys who do a podcast, right? And they, when they're together, they're really clever. It's, it's uh -huh. all retro themed. They do it in like the back of their shop. So there's walls of retro games and I'm constantly trying to work out like what's in the background. It's awesome. Um, and they were talking, they were bringing these photos up on screen and being like, please don't be taken in by this piece of shit. This mm -hmm. is what the board looks like. We have the photographs, we know. They weren't letting anybody around the back of the unit to see what the back of the unit looked like. They wouldn't let yeah. anybody pick it up. The cartridge wasn't seated properly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and yes. yeah, they were trying to boycott one of these guys in his book and, oh, it was horrendous. There was so much drama around it. It was actually horrendous. But like, if you're going to smoke a mirrors, get, get enough smoke and mirrors to fucking do the job. You know what I mean? And just have me standing there fucking vaping next to it to try and cover your tracks. Like, fucking... Like, actually give it a decent... If you really yep. want to pull the wool over people's eyes, yep. you think you'd have a better crack at it than that. Like, yep. would you not look at it as an objective human and go, right, now what would lead me to believe that this wasn't real? Ah, I see. The, the cartridge is upside down. Might look a little whiffy. Yeah, you know, like... Yeah, cart you know like like uh like one of the fake carts that you can load stuff onto yeah yeah but it wasn't seated right even in the console look at that before you put it on display would you not look at it and go they were so sure that they were going to take loads of people for money and it just God, it's madness. I don't know. But sorry, that, that yeah, random side, Kickstarter is a really scary, scary place, as but is Indiegogo. As no, uh, not it was, as scary it was, as it was. Not yeah. quite as scary as it was, because there is culpability. Whereas with this, I don't think it will have as much culpability. From what they've got publicly visible, it doesn't really seem like there is as much culpability because of it being... Um, uh, an investment as opposed to a, a, a you know a gift plus reward yeah. but you are promised that reward uh, come hell or high water basically yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, this article does say that um, if because Psychonauts, Psychonauts 2 is being crowdfunded by, uh, on FIG mm -hmm. uh, about 1932 it doesn't release until next year 
Um, but they said if the original Psychonauts, which released in 2005, which sold 1.6 million copies, um, 1.2 of them, 1.2 million of those 1.6 were sold between 2010 and 2015. Mm -hmm. So it said, like, in other words, if you put investment into Psychonauts 1, if that had been crowdfunded on FIG, you'd have to wait a decade before you saw any return on your money. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's, it's, yeah. it is, that's how investments work. You, you, you're not going to see uh, your return. You're not going to double your money on every game, and it's not going to happen straight away. Uh, this is a, a kind of one-off. It can work like this, but it also cannot work like this, and most of the cases probably won't work like this. But the, the interesting thing, though, and this is what will really interest me, is how this would work... Right, streamers could totally get in on this. So say I'm fucking co-carnage, right? I've got a bit of change to throw around because co earns good money, right? And I go to this new cat RPG game and go, tell you fucking what, my crowd will love this game. And I go, here you go, cat RPG. Have five grand that I'm going to throw against this game as an investment. Now, I am going to promote the absolute tits off of this game on yep. my stream, on my stream team. Everyone that I come across at conventions, I'm going to go to their booth and I'm going to do fucking events from their booth at conventions. You can almost create that return on investment as, as a big name on, on, uh, as a streamer and a content creator. As a, as a streamer and a content creator, it is important to kind of talk about, and it was one of the problems with the Caligula Chameleon that a lot of these YouTubers weren't talking about the fact that they had investments in said console and i think it's it's gonna, uh -huh. it's going to be super important that we set out a rule set yeah i think like if this. you were i think if you did invest in, in something and then started promoting it you'd need to make it we clear. Have to well, it's, it's like it's like the, the the csgo lottery website right that they found mm -hmm. and then their mums owned it or whatever it was and then they owned, no, they owned it. it oops they owned it but yeah they, <laughs> they owned it but the first the first couple of the first couple of months of that was, was hey, we found this website. Oh, yeah. Oh, they invited me to have a code on it and to refer people across. I remember. No, no, yeah, but, but what you're saying, yeah, what you're saying is, is absolutely right. You could quite easily uh, help promote a game that you've invested in in the hope that, you know, it does well and then you make some money back on that. But I, I think this is potential. Like, can you imagine if this was kind of baked into Twitch? What a fucking potentially abusable, but potentially fucking cool system that would be. Yeah. This is Twitch's, you know, Twitch as a publisher. This is Twitch's game of the month that you can back here and that you can yeah. promote here and link into here. And if you put, you know, you say, oh, for the month of June my Twitch rev goes towards investment in this game or whatever else, and you take it straight out of what Twitch is going to pay you as a partner and put it straight towards it. Ah, it'd be amazing. Yeah, and I mean, Twitch can even integrate a thing. I'm, I, uh, who's streaming this game as an investor? Yeah, there's a little badge or some shit. Yeah. Um, give me an emote. Everyone loves fucking emotes. Give me a special saw, emote. Do you know, somebody, I think it's it's LG, has a has a... A badge? Oh. Is it actually in Verge one? Yes! Yeah, I saw that. I saw that in your chat, yeah. 
Sorry, know, eyeliner has moved uh, onto my hands and I don't know why. Um, I, I, I personally think if you're gonna, if you're thinking of investing money, there's probably better ways to do it than. If you were a serious investor, right, then yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but well, even if you're seriously thinking about investing money, there are probably better ways of doing it than in a game that may or may not succeed. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is like, as as someone in uniquely positioned to influence that market, yeah, of you course, kind of, you kind of have more of a sway towards doing this and going, oh, solar power is going to be great. Why don't I throw some at? solar power company a well yeah but i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about like even if it's just like an icer or something you know that is a more secure way of investing money oh totally. yeah but i don't know so, anything about that i understand good video games well yeah that's the thing like this game has already made double its money and icer doesn't make double its money for a long time this no. has made double money in like a few months yeah but not every game's going to do that right no very much so. Again, like I would need somebody so, to go through and explain all that to me. Whereas buying a, a video a, game, you are guaranteed to get more money out of an ISA than what you put in. Yeah, but again, that, that's you being a sensible dad, as opposed to us being cool kid content creators. But, well, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, if you've got spare cash that you don't care whether you keep or lose, then sure, yeah. go for it. It's hey, a, I'm not it, saying like, oh, your savings are better off here. Like, that, it's, no, it's, it's, <laughs> they're not. It's a kind of cool thing to do, and you, you know, you're helping uh, get people's games made that they might not be able to make any other way. So, but, in that respect, it is kind of cool. But you know, Kingdoms and Castles is ten dollars. Yeah. So if you were going to chuck like fifty dollars a video game in the hope that you get a return, you'd be better off. Spending the money to buy the game and then investing that forty dollars somewhere else. True, but as I say, it's what if that's your sole reason for investing is to try and make money? Then I just, yeah, I just think that there's, as I say, with the ability to alter the market and to alter the perception of the yeah. market. That level in, of in control yeah. is. If you were somewhere, someone like Co Carnage or Elaheim or you know any of these, like, top streamers or even top YouTubers, for that matter, mm -hmm. uh, if you're one of these people that you have um, a huge kind of uh, fan base, if you like, or, or viewership, whatever you want to call it, um, then yeah, then yeah, why but, wouldn't you? But think, but think of the splash damage from that as well. So I'm Co Carnage and I do it and I, I put my money in and then I promote the tits off of it and then my community put their money in as well but now they're invested as well. So they're, in turn, if they're smaller content creators hmm. are all going to go, oh, I'd really like my money back and I'd like to make a bit of money on that so I'm going to stream the tits off of this game as well and I'm going to promote the tits off this game yeah, as well. Maybe. And all of their viewers go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll put a few quid in there and it's, you know, it's, it, 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 it trickles down. So I could see that working as a, 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 a thing, yeah, and be a link in that chain. You would still potentially benefit. Like I could see, I can see the benefits and the the potential for a system like this. Mm. Yes, it's not guaranteed. Yes, it's not ideal. Well, well, that is potentially ideal. Um, but like, it, you know, it's not a guarantee, and it's more scary than an ISA. But it's potentially a lot more rewarding and a lot more effectual. Uh, and b ability to be hands-on against it if you can learn to pick out a decent game as opposed to one that's a bit yeah. of a con. Yeah. 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 And that's <laughs> going to be that's gonna be the real trick is, is picking out those ones that are going to 
be the but, difference. But, but, but then if I was going to throw in doing... five grand, I would probably be emailing the developer and say, "Look, I'm I'm big boy Strimstram. You you want to have a little chat before I potentially make a bit of a move with you?" And then you go through the, the discussion with them to find out what their plans are and whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a lot of mysterious nebulousness uh around the situation but i am sure there is a way that you could really delve into that and just make that a cool thing and i've probably said too much about it already before mm. i go so uh <laughs> um right should we move on to other things that we think are cool yes, uh let's. as we've been playing them this week and they're good games yes who goes first there? uh i mean do you want to go Ooh. Do you want to go first, and then Matt can go, and then I'll I'll finish up with an actual, relatively new game that people should be playing game, instead of the fossils that you lot are playing this week. And mine's not that fossil based. It's uh-huh. it's uh, last year. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, to, yeah, to be fair, yeah, to be fair, not last year. Yeah, not not yeah, like seven years ago. When uh, so was I think that I've when had the last this... good game was made, Matt. Seven years ago. <laughs> I'm, 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 I mean, I, I will stop. Tell us about what what you've been playing and what you like. Uh, so, Planet Coaster. Uh, I've been putting some more time in to get through the uh, campaign of a lot more. Um, I, I keep finding myself getting lost in the Steam Workshop because people have made some fucking incredible stuff on there, like. The, 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 the like coasters that are like themed around the movie Tron and if you hadn't have listed it as being around the movie Tron I would have known it was around the movie Tron because it's that good and it looked the part that much or like you know uh, the, oh, someone did a Walking Dead themed one but I had to make it into like an entire theme park because they put so much stuff into it that they couldn't upload it just as a walk- roller coaster and it literally <laughs> is the first episode of The Walking Dead coming out through the hospital and just seeing like the hordes of zombies up on the highway and like fires and cars overturned and whatever else it's just like what madness or firewatch someone created the entire game of firewatch in a roller coaster that i can see just kind of like zip around like this wildfire starts spreading throughout a forest and you climb up a ramp and then go and like knock down the side of a dam and it goes and put, uh, puts out all the fire and you just kind of go, come back up and see that the, the, the danger rating has gone back down and you finally go back and finish your ride. And it's just really, really cool and really, really... you get really, to take really a picture really... of a turtle on the, on the roller coaster or...? No, oh, unfortunately not. That's my favourite bit of fireworks. No, um... no maybe, maybe I'll add that as a suggestion. But like, it's just stuff like that is really, really cool. Or like they'll do really impressive things with the rides like... Uh, they made a ride in a box so it's literally like this tiny tiny box that's smaller than some of the placeable rides like the normal sort of small size rides that you can put into the park and it's got an entire roller coaster in it that's like really really good and everyone loves it and it's worth like mad amounts of money per ride and it's just like you must have spent like weeks trying to cram this thing into this tiny space and make it good and make it so people don't throw up and make it so it's not too scary mm-hmm. what I, it, it just baffles me the creativity that people have with this game is just astonishing and it just fascinates me continually I just like downloading all their creations and trying to figure out how the fuck they've managed to do such mad wizardry 
because I've got no ability of doing it myself. Like I cannot do it. No, build, build I, I don't. Don't play. Like, that sounds like me when I'm playing like city builders, like city skylines and stuff. When I watch other people uh, play it or you know wherever, I'm just like, how do you, how do you not have any traffic jams? How how yeah. do you manage to do this? Why yeah. does yours look pretty? Why does mine just look like garbage? What? How? <laughs> They've got this driving yeah. metropolis, and uh, and you're like, I've got one road, and it's mostly traffic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> right, how? How have you done this? Wizardry. Yeah. I just find it fascinating and I will forever just sit there downloading stuff and, and go yeah. I think the fact that they've like incorporated Steam Workshop stuff into that is, is made that game Masterstroke so yeah, yeah. so much better than it would have been if it didn't yeah I think it's fantastic yeah. I'm not a big fan of it as a theme park management game I mm. really like building things and then being like oh I could use this to make a themed park and then Saving it, popping it away, and then building something entirely different, <laughs> and yeah. spending an entire afternoon just building things. You know, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I really, really like it as a game. Yeah, that's that's me. That's me for this week. Um, just dicking around on that. So I decided during the week that I don't actually play video games. So I was kind of scrambling to find anything, and I'd spent about half an hour playing Planet Coaster this week. But kind of the depth of my my gameplay for the week because apparently I I am a game journalist only in name and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Matt, what have you been playing from the third century BC this week? Uh, I've been playing. If if, if anyone's been uh, on my streams, they've noticed that I've been playing Civ Five uh, on stream, Civilization Five. Um, but I've actually been playing it quite a lot off stream as well. It's uh, I've probably put like I don't know 500 hours or something into this game since I got it. It's ridiculous, um, but I still think it's the better Civ game that's out at the moment. That's what I was going to ask. Why five and not six? Oh, um, the the problem the problem with six is the uh, is the AI. Um, the AI makes stupid decisions still uh -huh. um, when it comes to uh, warfare. Um, and stuff like that. And there's no diplomacy in six. No, not really. No. You, you, when uh, in six, if in, you're playing single player in six, uh, someone does something you don't like, you just you have to either denounce them or go to war, and that's the only options you have. Mm. There's no diplomacy there. You can't say, "Please don't do that again." It's just you can, but they just ignore you. Yeah. Yeah, and then so then uh, you know you, you kind of just go well. I just have to go to war with them. That's the, literally the only option. Um, they not add something in via DLC. I mean, it'd be shit if it was DLC anyway. Well, but like, that's what I've been waiting for. I keep checking every so often to see if there's any updates to six to see if they've fixed any of this sort of stuff. Uh, and from what I can tell, they haven't. They've just been adding more civilizations, more city states, more maps, which is fine. The core AI is still a problem, and I go onto the Civ subreddit, and there's still people saying that it's still a problem. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I like the fact that Civ Five has the World Congress, and it also has like the United Nations and stuff like that. So you can, um, so if you're if you're having a problem with a, with another Civ, but you're not a warfaring Civ, and you need to make them weaker. 
you know, you can embargo and stuff, yeah. And, you know, you've also got the option for, uh, if you're a, a, quite a wealthy civilization, you've always got that option to then go to another server and say, hey, if I give you a bunch of stuff, will you go to war with them? Mm. You know, and that, that like, seems to be a really base thing to have in that right? kind of game, and it baffles mm. me it's not insects. Yeah, so, you know, just little things like that that kind of make it a bit more interesting mm. and make it a bit more like, you know, there are other options other than going to war. In in Civ Six, like I felt like the domination victory is probably the easiest one to go for. Mm. In in general, um, like the the happiness mechanic in Civ Five makes it quite difficult to to go for a domination victory uh, because as soon as you start getting lots of cities with lots of populations, you're happiness falls and if it falls down uh into minus if people start becoming unhappy it affects how much gold you earn and how much food you make and how much science you produce mm -hmm. so it really slows everything down so you have to be really thoughtful about how you're going to do a domination victory in civ 5 but in civ 6 it's like oh well i've taken this city i might as well keep going like this wasn't particularly difficult the ai against me isn't particularly difficult i'm just going to keep steamrolling over all of these oh i've taken out i've taken out america oh oh that was easy okay who's next mm. so that's why i prefer civ 5 um and plus there's like the game is all fully out and fully done now there's all the dlcs are out for it uh and it's relatively cheap as well in comparison um oh yeah i mean i quite like the way that civ 6 looks and I like the fact that Sean Bean narrates it. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's only going to take you so far if the gameplay isn't great. You know, mm. there's, not much, there's not much else you can do about it. So, um, yeah, so that's why I've been playing Civ 5 again. I think I've probably got about like 500 hours in Civ 5. Because, you know, g games take a long time. In general, oh, yeah. five anyway. Round, um, so yeah, I think the, the only the only problem with Civ Five really is that the multiplayer can be a bit dodgy. Yeah. Like if you've got more than like if you get like four or five people in, uh, it can sometimes be a bit dodgy with uh, connections and stuff like that. Um, well, that's always the case. So like in in uh, I mean in six, I remember when I was playing against you, Pip, like. I, I, I definitely had a we had, had a few dropouts. We had yeah. to restart and whatever else yeah. so for a course of about five six hours or so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of come to expect that from those kind of games. It's not like at the end of the world either. You just kind of reconnect and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. usually they've just usually uh, the problem with six is once you reconnect uh, or if you're down for a turn and you come back mm. into the game, the AI will have woken up every single one of your goddamn units that you were set to, to alert, like, on the side of the... So you have to yeah. go back through everybody. Yeah. 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 But, you know, aside from that... It's, it's um, Civ 6 could be really good, but they really need to figure out the AI. Yes. Because, as I say, like... I remember when I first started playing it, uh, I would have uh, two other like civs declare a joint war against me for no reason mm. at all, and then they would just do nothing. 
Yeah, they'll, they'll declare war for the sake of declaring war because yeah. they're uh, dictates you've done bad enough things to declare war, but then they won't act upon it. Well, then, yeah, exactly. And then they don't do anything, and you're like, well, are you? Or they might send like two or three units over, which you take out quite easily, and then you're like, well, should I fight back? I mean, the problem. And then if you fight back and you take one of the cities from your opponent, uh, hey, everyone in the world calls you a warmonger. Oh, and well, everyone, everyone hates you for the rest of the for the rest of the game because you're a warmonger. The, the thing it's I found fun. as well, even if they had like five cities, you take one of their cities or even start attacking it quite heavily, and they'll immediately surrender and give you like twenty eight billion gold. So that, something like that happens, and that's just kind of a little overegged. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So if they fix if they fix the uh, if they fix the AI. Um, and they don't charge quite as much for the DLCs for Civ 6, then I'll probably go back to playing that. But mm. the DLCs are still too expensive for what they are, in my opinion. Uh, and the AI isn't very good, and there's no diplomacy. So that's why I'm playing Civ 5. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Plus, you know, each game, each game you play is going to be slightly different for the last, uh, especially if you're playing mm. a different Civ each time, or if you just set it on random like I do. Um, so you're always going to be playing some a different Civ, and the other Civs that are going to be uh, you're playing against are going to be different. There's going to be different city states, and you're going to be on a different map. So you know, there's always that kind of different challenge to it that you wouldn't get with some other types of games. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, so if you want to, yeah, if you if you if you're interested in in Civ or if you've never played Civ but you want to kind of figure out what it's like then you can come to my channel while I'm streaming it and watch that's a shameless plug though subtle subtle plug or or at the very least five is where to start in your opinion yeah yeah and and it's it's usually in like steam sales and stuff oh Uh, oh, yeah you'd be really slashed I think I don't think it's on sale at the moment I think it's still like I don't know 20 quid or something but I think um, you can get the whole lot of yeah, everybody in the whole thing for like sixteen quid or something. Yeah, I think I think you can get the whole lot when it's on sale. It's usually like five pounds for the, for everything. In fact, yeah. I think I picked it up for two pound fifty once for the whole lot for a friend I picked up. Yeah, so but at the moment it is sixteen sixty six to buy as everything. So that's not too bad. Not bad. Not too bad really for the amount of DLC and stuff yeah, it's got as well. Plus, well, right. if, you're, if you're if you're not good with geography uh, and place names and stuff, it can teach you a little bit about history and, and geography as well. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah and Animaniacs did that for me uh, for the geography <laughs> at the very least. Um, uh, I still I still almost remember the song. Uh, pip 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 pip. What did you play? Something. I, I also yeah. I also played an old thing, but actually, it, actually, it was a new thing. Uh, I've been playing Sonic Mania. Uh, lots of people are surprised because I very openly dislike Sonic games a great deal. Um, I have quite openly said that Sonic games are among the worst retro games available to people uh, to try. Um, in particular the 3D ones, but I'm also not a fan of the 2D ones. Uh, I've never ever liked Sonic games. I cannot put Sonic Mania down. I cannot put it down. It is the best Sonic game I have ever played. Hands down. The changes that they've made to the old stages work 100 and 150%. The new stages are g- 
gorgeous and they're clever. Uh, the game rewards you for exploring as well as going fast. Um, so for me, who is like, this is a big map. I should be looking at everything. There is stuff for me to find. Um, I will say that the bonus stages that they've put in, they're, they're naff. Just fail those immediately. Yeah, you don't need those. Um, it's cool to find them. You don't need them. Fail them immediately. They're, they're trash. Um, well, they're just for completionist's sake than anything else, I think, yeah. really, aren't they? Uh, but if you, if you are going to play it, honestly, do yourself a favour and don't look up what the new levels are like. Do, do yourself a, a huge favour because um, I, my friend Joe and I have been messaging each other constantly. As I come along a new level, I'm like, Joe! Joe, I'm doing a lottery! Joe! Where I've paused the game to tell him that I'm doing this exciting thing, and then I go back to doing the exciting thing, and then another exciting thing happens, or I find something, or there's a particular boss fight, and I won't, I won't spoil it for people, but there is a particular boss fight that is so clever, and it made me laugh, like it genuinely, genuinely made me fall about laughing because I end, I understood it, um, and I took it down to Steve, and I'm like, Steve, you understand Sonic. Play through to this boss fight, and he plays through to the boss fight, and he gets it. I messaged Joe, and Joe was like, oh, I know, right? Um, <laughs> they've put some real clever additions in. Um, the boss fights are good. They're clever. I haven't come across a bad, not clever boss fight yet. They've really done a good job with taking these old mechanics and making them not only accessible, but they've, in they've used them in clever ways to make the game more engaging. Yeah, I mean, historically, like the original games, the, the boss fights were pretty arbitrary, really. Just boop them on the round bit and then wait until you can boop them on the round bit again. Well, this is this is exactly the same. You know, Sonic goes fast as a loop-de-loop, -loop, boops the Eggman, um, and wins the game. And that's that's yeah. that's how that's how Sonic works. And that's how yeah. each one of these other works. You go fast, you do the loop-de-loop, -loop, you boop the Eggman, and, and whatever. Yes, why is he now Eggman? Why no. is he not Dr. Robotnik anymore? Because okay. that's Dr. Robotnik is a much, much cooler name than Yeah, but he's Eggman. not supposed to be cool, he's an enemy. But it doesn't matter. Like there's Dr. A, Robotnik sounds like a, a like a, a a good enemy name. There's a whole like, thing with the name I Dr. don't Robotnik. I, Sounds good. Why did they change I, it? I, I, it make I, any sense. I don't understand it. I don't understand where the change came from. I don't get it. But he's he's Eggman to me right now. So we're booping the Eggman. I'm really sorry for you guys who I've just like upset. Um, I just think I'm, I'm going to Google this whilst you continue. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. I'm going to yeah, find out why. As I as I say, the um, the the game follows the the similar premise. You know, you run fast, do the loop, to loop. Boop, Dr. Robotnik. Is that better? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, you, you do the loop-de-loop, -loop, uh, boop, Dr. Robotnik, uh, and repeat. But the booping of Dr. Robotnik is clever, and each boss is slightly, slightly clever in a different way. Like, there's a boss where you have to utilize the weather in order to boop Robotnik. Um, there's a boss so, fight, like, where you have to use motorcycle missiles in order to boot Robotnik. And it's kind of cool. Like, it's it's actually cool, and I appreciate it. I like it. It's good. It's good. It's keeping me hooked. And as I say, I don't like Sonic games. They move too fast for my eyes. 
They're boring and they're too difficult and they move too fast for my eyes. I am enjoying the hell out of this. I really, really am. I'm not great at it by any stretch, but I am enjoying what I'm playing. So yeah, my recommendation, you know, my recommendation is get it on the Switch, honestly, if you have one. Uh, why, have, why not? Which is the main problem yeah. that most people have at the moment. Is yeah, that, like, <laughs> I'm suffering from. So, so basically, apparently, Eggman is basically his nickname. And it's, it's, it's what he's referred to in J Japan, according to Steve. Um, ish. So what I'm reading is, um, like he used to be called Doctor Robotnik in early games, right? Yes. And it's just kind of fallen by the wayside, and he's just known by his, his nickname Eggman because it's also taken after like, his shape. Yeah. He looks like an. Egg. Um, but he which, always used robots and robotics and stuff like that for his yeah, like yeah. things, which makes sense. To be called Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's and that's the, much the logic. Cooler, much cooler villain name okay. than Egg. All right, Cuckoo -cuckoo. all right. Sonic goes fast, does the loop, the loop, collects the rings and the emeralds. Boops, Doctor Robotnik saves the Egg. animals. Is that better? Yeah. Sweet. Worse for me. Okay, but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, and it's cheap. It's it's good value for the price that you pay. It's got a good good amount of content in for the sixteen pounds that you pay for it. Good good yeah. amount of content for the sixteen pound you pay for it. Um, cool. If if nothing else, because you can play it as Sonic and Tails, or you can play it as Sonic or as Tails or as Knuckles, it, and there's a load. Is of it stuff just me? Right? Is it just me, or does anyone else feel like this is kind of wrong though? That it's. Yeah. It's Sonic on a Nintendo machine. Uh, it's only because I, I have no problem with it because I'm just really used to Sega being a publishing house now and nothing. Oh more. right, okay. Because when because I, mean, I when I was a kid, it was always like you were either a Sega boy or you're a Nintendo, oh, yeah. and that was that was it. That was all you could be. You either were one or the other, and you couldn't be both. And you couldn't have Sega, you couldn't have Sonic and Mario in the same game or on the same system because that would be sacrilege. So it, it's still a bit yeah, weird for me to go, oh, buying a Nintendo machine to play a Sonic game is just a bit like, eh? I get you. But like, you know, since Sega has like published stuff like Total War, Warhammer, and just really bizarre stuff like that, that's just, just completely so outside the scope of the original Sega machine, I just, I, I no longer view them as like, yeah, it's console. Yeah. When, it, when it comes to, when it comes to Sonic, though, it's just always like, yeah, Sonic is Sega, isn't it? Really? I yeah. I remember working at game and somebody coming in one day and going, "My son has an Xbox 360 and he wants the Zeldas and the Mario's. Find them, please." <laughs> and, ev and every part of me went, "Oh, where do I start?" Um, we need hmm. to find yourself a, a different shaped box for starters. Well, and uh, you know. It's gonna cost you a good uh, a good three hundred pounds, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. And and it was no. He has an Xbox 360. I've bought him enough console. <laughs> now no, he, he wants the Zelda and the Mario's. <laughs> uh, and that's that's one of my favorite favorite memories of all time ever. This woman with a pram trying to climb across the counter at me because Zelda and Mario are not on the 360. Oh, you need you uh, need to chop chop. Yeah, apparently we need to make more of them in the back. We need uh, to port it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the the Olympic Games thing that they did on the was that on the Wii. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was just like, what is this sacrilege? This is this is not this is not right. Oh, like oh like God. two men laying with each other, it's just not <laughs> Oh, <Christ. laughs> Oh, it's starting again. Holding hands. Quickly. <laughs> All uh, people do is hold hands. Alright. Let's 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 talk about things that are not so good and why they happen because I don't want to talk about people holding hands with you two ever. <laughs> it's not it's not a thing I want to discuss with two of my closest friends. I don't need to think about you guys like that. Uh so Wait, what? So why are all the access game price hikes happening right now? Because we're seeing a bunch of them. It's a trend and it can fuck off. Okay, um, I need to talk about video games. I'm really glad. Please continue to do yeah. so. Do you want to give me some examples? Arc. Um, this is on the... Yeah, we got Ark, and you got We Happy Few now as well. Right, well, we've uh, already we've already discussed uh, yeah, We Happy Few. We Happy Few. And but... I'm pretty sure, didn't you talk about Ark, was it last week or week before? Right, but uh, we don't understand yeah. why it's happening. Well, it's, it's only happened twice, and we've already said about the fact that we happy few are putting in a ton of extra content so to make it worth it. Price go up? And does this now pave the way for other people to take their games out of early access and be like, okay, well, now it's worth X amount instead? Well, why, why, why shouldn't they do that? If, it, if that's their game, that's their, you know, that's but, their right to do that. If presumably they've got a scrap of sense, they well, would yeah. know it's fucking stupid to do so. Like, because it, it will look bad. It will piss off your player base, new and old, and it will be restrictive to sales in the future as an overall number, which volume may in fact beat out individual price. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. You know what I mean? Like, a, th a thousand sales at a tenner are better than a hundred sales at 20. Like, that's... You know, just the, the, the maths of the situation. Yeah. And uh, what I feel is there's a lot of kind of... Uh, I can see it becoming a case of chasing uh, AAA pricing without AAA content. ARK is AAA priced. ARK is not a AAA game. And it isn't to the quality of a AAA game. The other one that did it, interestingly thinking about it is tabletop sim did they increase price tabletop sim no, did why do you know uh, I don't know what it was originally it went up to $20 from what it oh no I, I am I'm lying to you no it didn't it was always $20 that's my bad that's, yeah, I was going to say like, I was unaware of that one See, with, with ARC, I mean, I'm looking at it on Steam, it's still saying it's early access. Yeah, because they've... Oh, yeah, no, it, it is. In preparation. 50 quid is actually a lot more than quite a lot of AAA games. Yeah. And don't forget, like, there's, a, there's an expansion in there like, as well you have to pick up. Yeah, so there's an expansion, which is another £15 on top. So you're talking at, like, 65 quid. So, and, but the thing is, uh, I feel they've, they're, they're kind of paving the way because they're they're known to be a success of early access and an indie wow. success. I you think say, you say that the recent user reviews are mixed. 
because of the price of yeah exactly so you're saying this could be setting a trend uh in the last 30 days there's been 3561 user reviews Mm -hmm. and most of them are saying not recommended yeah well as i say it's it's fairly mixed but a lot of them i think it's 58 percent positive so that's a lot of negative reviews yeah um and, and a lot of people are just saying you know you, they haven't optimized the game. They haven't fixed the bu- uh, any of the bugs that were in the game and have been in the game for a long time. And they're still charging sixty dollars US dollars, which is sixty US dollars is not the same as fifty UK pounds. I don't think, but you know, whatever. No. Well, uh, no, but we, we always get fucked in the in the. Yeah, I mean, we're not Australia fucked, but we no, are. But we're fucked. pretty. Yeah, um, and so. Yeah, so... Yeah, $60 uh, is £46.80. Yeah, yeah we, we always get things. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't think... The, the thing is, like, you know, I've got stuff on my wish list that I know uh, I'm probably going to enjoy playing when it comes out. Like, uh, that I'm, and, and, and most... Some of those games are that sort of price. Um... So let me just have a quick look on my on my Steam list, on my Steam wish list, because I know there's some stuff on there that's really expensive. So Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, you can pre-order that. It's £45. So this is actually cheaper than Ark. Same as Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Warlands, Far Cry 5, uh, Wolfenstein 2, you know, uh, the yep. fra- South Park Fractured Butthole. You know, these are all yeah, games that... Are- isn't it? That's forty quid, yeah. Mm. So you know you've got these games that are that are proper AAA games, and uh, again, some of them aren't out yet. I know, but they're all less than what Ark is. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I can tell, Ark still has a whole bunch of problems with optimization and bugs. So why would anyone spend money on that game when it's st- clearly still not finished? And it's uh, it's already a year overdue on its early access. By the way, they 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 were coming out of early access last summer. Like they made that pledge when they first came out, and in the meanwhile, they've come out a year later, or are coming out a year later from early access, and have thrown in the DLC for an additional cost because they're thunder guns. I think um, I think I think they're going they're going to see uh, they're going to see a lot of. Um, player fall off no the problem is um, and I think this is a real problem is they're probably going to get away with it because they're releasing it on PS4 and PS4 players yeah which has never had it before um, PS4 players are going to have heard all of the wonderful stories of their friends playing Ark and whatever else and the positive thoughts just kind of hang around and they're going to go it's available now Again, from working in a shop full of lads, right? The amount of lads who were like, Hey, game's got dinosaurs! I'm gonna play a game with dinosaurs in it! Ah! Mm-hmm. And that was before the Little Ends came in. At least Dino Crisis was fucking good. Like, <laughs> Dino Crisis was always good. Or Turok. Turok was great. Yeah, yeah Turok was always great. Like, I, I don't understand Ark's price hike because to me it doesn't seem like they've done 
anything major in between kind of the price that, that they were selling it at and you know having the expansion at and then this version that's being released i don't i don't see much of a difference i don't i don't see how you can warrant releasing dlc no. With the game is still in early access. That doesn't make any sense. That's no, that's really bullshit. The other, it's like... the, the thing that they did that upset me was that uh, uh, if you were a new player at Christmas, the game was you couldn't do anything with it unless you had people to help you. Um, they mm -hmm. basically coated the land in snow, right? Which made it cold. Unless you already had the recipes for gear for cold weather, the game would take you twice as long to get to the same point as, as anybody else on a regular thing. Nice. So if you were a new player and you wanted to experience what it might be like... Yeah. Or yep. if you got yeah, it in, you a, got, you got in, the, in the Steam Winter Sale or something. Yep, yep you got dicked over massively. Uh, so they had no kind of hold on it then. Again, this stupid thing with the D the DLC thing was horrendous. I I don't understand in any way, shape, or form how how the hell you release DLC while you are still in early access. Yeah, if the game isn't out, you shouldn't be releasing DLC. So so here's the thing, right? If they had given that DLC to existing players for free to say. Thank you for being with us for early access and for helping us test all of the things and blah, 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 blah. And then gone to the higher rate, including the DLC, as a package and say, saying you get, you know, ARC plus the extra memes that come with the, the, the DLC, I, I could swallow that. And, and just say, well, yeah, like you are getting the complete package by buying this. And and that that's all it is. And the people that you know were beta fucking testers for your game. Because this is this is the other thing that that like gets kind of swept aside. But uh, is is you pay into early access to be a beta tester. Yeah. Like yeah. back in the day, back when I were a lad, beta testers either got to play for free to beta test the game because you are providing a service to that company by beta testing it and then yeah. providing even if you're not providing reports you're going to provide system information that's automatically going to be fed back to the developers anyway mm -hmm. or you get something from the developer for having beta tested you get in-game items to thank you for performing this service early access should not be a paid process it, like I have always disagreed with early access being a paid process. There are very occasional situations where you don't have enough funding to finish the game and you want input on that game. And that is the point where you go to Kickstarter and you raise money for the concept of the game and then make that game. I don't believe in, in, in early access. And I never have. And much less just bumping up prices arbitrarily once you come out of it the, the price of the game is the price of the game you haven't done anything extra to bring you to this point to suddenly mean that the game is worth more money you are still made the same game the same game that people who bought it on day one is it's going to be the same for those people as the people that bought it after you've decided to hike your price is, 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 I mean, did Rust did Rust change their pricing when they changed their game? Because the, 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 the game down, Rust is now 
is vastly different to what yeah. it was when it first started. Um, Why much much better. I, I don't. I, I don't feel like that they changed the price very much. Um, I, that was about ten. Yeah, it's still yeah, it's still fifteen pound. Yeah. Um, there you go. And they changed all, like virtually the entire game at one point. Yeah, well, so, they took out zombies yeah. completely and. Yeah. Like, okay, when it went on the store at twenty dollars, uh, th- well, it was on there on Thursday, November twenty seventh, twenty fourteen, at twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and it's dipped down to uh, half price a bunch of times over the course yeah, of the time. Steam sales and stuff, yeah. But but other than that, it has been twenty dollars. Well, it's free a couple of times apparently as well, which I guess was probably a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, they probably had some free weekends. I'm pretty sure. Um, but, uh, but. So, so yeah, so the fact that um, you know the fact that, that that's the the case for for Rust, uh, and obviously Rust is still in early access, um, but I don't I don't understand why Arc have done this. Personally, I think I think it's silly. I think they may have shot themselves in the foot a little bit, um, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna see that. Um, at, at least on PC, I think they're going to see that hurt sales. Yeah. But again, it, it's like I was saying with We Happy Few, though. It, it costs them more money to put it on PS4. So charge more money on PS4. Yeah. But don't make it the same price on PC just because that's the price that you charge on another platform. That does not make sense. No. Oh, also, the, the ARC price that you're seeing now is a crept down price. They brought it down a little. I forget how much. It was like five or ten pound they brought it down by. But it was originally a little bit higher than that. And then like two days later, after everyone went, what the fuck are you doing? They brought it down a little bit, but still not that much. Um, yeah. I want to say, say it was like a tenner. No, a fiver. A fiver they brought it down by. Um, there you go. It was originally 55 pounds and it went down to 50. Right. Which still so isn't generous. enough. Like, that's, still, no. that's still tiny enough. But yeah, again, I think um, I think these price hikes to uh, compared to consoles is, is silly. If it yeah, again, if it costs you more to put on a platform, this whole thing of DLC before the game's even finished—that's scummy as hell. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And but if there is a difference in the build that you initially paid thirty dollars for and the build that you can pay sixty dollars for, and it is a substantial difference that validates that $60 price tag, yep. yes, by all means. But can we not do this Ravelli Access? The game's now comparative, comparative for AAA titles because you guys polished it to hell. It's now $60. No, it, but, it's, it, but it's not. Exactly. It's not. So don't do it. No, even twice. It, and the thing it, is like- if it had been optimized and it had got rid, and they had got rid of all or most of the bugs, then I could say, okay, well, they, you know, they've obviously done a lot of work in getting it yep. to a good standard, but people are still complaining that it's still not optimized. People that have been in early access for 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 ages, uh, when they before they put the price up, they're saying it's still not optimized uh, and it's still buggy as hell. Yeah. Like like Subnautica, I played Subnautica. I wouldn't recommend people buy Subnautica yet because it's still buggy as hell. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that anyone play Rust at the moment uh, or buy Rust if they haven't already got it, uh, which most people in the world probably have by now. Um, but again, that game is still buggy as hell. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, but like the, the, the other thing with Ark specifically is 
They haven't added that fucking much. They've added a few new dinosaurs. This is what I'm saying. If the, no the DLC is the only thing that added anything of substance to that game, and that's an additional charge. But they have not added anything other than balance changes and stability changes and tweaking this thing and adding in like a new recipe so you can make a, a new jaunty shirt like it's all minimal tiny changes their quality of life changes they're not like here's a new mountain we decided to throw in here because like, fucking lol why yeah, not we, a mountain we revamped the storyline so that you yeah, can or pick here's a, a new map from yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, again, like it's the same. It was it was my defense when we were talking about We Happy Few. Is they're putting in a lot of work to make the game worth that sixty dollar price tag, and that's fine. If there is a difference, that staggering a difference between the thirty dollar build and the sixty dollar build, yes, definitely, that's fine. If all you've done is plonk a couple of extra dinosaurs in. Hey, here's a new spear. Yeah, no, sorry, not not worth an extra. You haven't done anything to account for that money. No, not at all. So yeah, um, this is this is no. naughty behaviour. Please, like, don't don't let this. But yeah, as uh, like the original topic because we've gone way yeah, off topic. Yeah, yeah. But the original topic was whether this is going to become a trend. Uh, I would hope that most uh, other games that are in early access will look at what's happened with Ark and the and the, the amount of people it's pissed off and go, we should probably not do that. Yeah. See, see, this is how I view it. Um, I think small indie... Because this is the thing, these are smaller indie studios. Uh, the Ark Studio uh, Project Wildcard are not the t tiniest, but they're relatively small. They're indie-ish. Uh, or were before Ark, anyway. Uh, we Happy Few Studio is pretty indie. Um, so what happens is these studios, well, after they've started to see a little bit of success or they've really set out something that's a bit special and is a bit bigger than the typical scope for an indie game to come out with, gets picked up by a publisher of some description, like a small-sized publisher, like Reverb in the case of... Um, of Ark and uh, was it Gibbot for We Happy Few, which is only just now after it's been in early access that they've been picked up. Um, and then they start inflating things. And they start, you know, increasing the size of of the scope of the game and whatever else beyond the point, or, or allowing for, for for that increase in scope rather, uh, and increase of awareness and increase of potential buyers getting eyes on that game. And they're, they start having more say and more sway in the decisions that they make about pricing and about availability and about platforms and about uh, know, distribution of effort for developing different bits and pieces to go towards a game. You know, do they spend more time making uh, a brand new map for the game or do they spend more time trying to port it to another console that they can sell it on? Like and yes, they'd be done by different teams, but it's you know where the funds go to be able to develop. Yeah. develop it. Um, and, and that's going to be what the case is with Ark. And I th yeah, and I think that's going to be a bit of a trend because those indie studios don't have the knowledge to you know what what is the right thing to be able to do here. You know what direction should I go into? Is it going to be sensible me doing these in increases? And all that they have as their sort of voice of reason is these publishers 
who really give a shit about squeezing as much money out of those individual games as humanly possible because yep. that's what they do that's their job and no man's sky yeah but but publisher's job is to throw a bit of money and a bit of expertise at a studio that does not have either of those things and turn it into more money down the line that's that's what a publisher does so I can see it becoming a trend because it'll fucking work they've now you know these are two games that are getting pushed onto an additional console they elsewise were not going to be on and they will make sales on those consoles based yeah. off of from PC players but will it be at the at the cost of making sales on PC probably because I don't think they will be selling as many copies of Ark now that the price has gone no. as they were when the price was or, or, as, or as much as they could have done uh, uh, the original price if they'd maintained that price but they've got a whole new fucking market now they've got yeah. a market nearly as big as Steam so yeah so if you didn't have art before then but who cares it's now been catapulted into a quasi triple a size on a new platform when no one owns that game yet but they've heard all about it because it's been around for so long on every game site and every streamers probably had a dabbling in it at some point in time and it's now very much in the the gamer sphere consciousness that this game exists and is kind of good at the very least and now it's a triple A game on this console that is, as I say, has a player base the same size as Steam, more or less. Yeah. They've doubled the size of the market and they've already got half the market in done for them and all it's taken them is to go, I'll give you I'll give you fifty grand to go and get it ported. Like we'll see. I'm hoping that this isn't gonna be a thing that takes off. But I don't think be- it I don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't think with review bombing it can. I, I think it can because they, they're, they're destroying one indie studio's reputation at a time. The next indie studio down the line is going to have a nice squeaky queak, clean reputation to be destroyed all over again. Who gives a fuck? Well, Regardless. yeah, but then hopefully then these uh, these indie studios will be like, okay, well let's that's not, let's not make that yeah. mistake. Hopefully yeah. they will learn from this this uh, experience instead of going, hey, we could make lots of money too. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I hope not, but yeah, the pessim- pessimist in me is always going to say that it's going to fucking uh, go mad. Mm. Um, but okay, yeah, I think that's probably time for us to round dupe yeah, for this week. I think so. I think so. Um, do, do we need to ask about what we're going to name the episode? You all know, the you all know what this episode's going to be. This episode's going to be 6 out of 10 Wank stick online, you guys all know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wank stick online. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's we've named I... it for you this week, chat. My bad. I'm so sorry. It's... I'm sorry I peaked early this week. Oh. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm deeply, deeply sorry. God damn it. Uh it happens to you. Matt. Hello. Tell these lovely people a little bit about you, where they can find you and what you're gonna be up to this week. Uh this week I will be streaming uh Monday, Wednesday and no, just Monday and Wednesday. Whoa. It's just Monday and Wednesday this week. Part timers. Just Monday and Wednesday this week, because uh, we're going to I sixty one on Saturday, aren't we? Yeah. So, so me and people will be at I sixty one on Saturday. Um, so I'm not going to be streaming on Friday because we need to make sure that everything is 
Well, you'll be here, won't you? Yeah, yeah I'll be. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. I'll be I'm gonna make sure that these things. No, you're gonna be fucking here, pissing about over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a, a sorting Pip out and making sure that she's got all her stuff ready and You're going to be sorting me out. Yeah, sure you are. You're going to be sleeping. Or I'll be asleep. Yeah. One of the t- Yeah. Yeah. Snoring my Um. So yeah, I'll be... I'll be... hibernate when you come around here thinking about it. Like, it's, right. it's quite disturbing. <laughs> uh, so I'll be streaming Monday uh, and uh, Wednesday morning from... Oh yeah, sleeping and DMing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Monday and Wednesday morning from 9 till 12 uk time uh we've already got a a new civ game going uh where we're playing as gandhi um nukes at the ready then so no 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 we're not well maybe it depends <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but we've just we've just eradicated venice from from existence so venice no longer exists yes, yes. Uh, so that, kind of nukes at the ready but i've eradicated an ancient <laughs> city yeah, so Venice, Venice. Uh, well, the owner of Venice, Venice still exists. Like, I, it's under my control. <laughs> but like, that was that was them out of the game. Um, so we'll be continuing that on Monday morning and uh, and on Wednesday morning as well. We'll be doing that, uh, and then um, I'm putting the the vods are on my YouTube uh, YouTube as well. So I'm sort of slowly exporting vods onto YouTube. Although all the Civilization ones are getting uh, copyright strikes on because of all the music in them which is fun uh and then i don't know we maybe we might play some more stuff when we get back from i61 um we'll see we'll see what happens maybe you'll find stuff at i61 that you'll want maybe. to play right maybe, maybe. that's maybe. always a possibility <laughs> there's there's lots of games that we saw at res that i still want to play but they're just not out yet always, always the trouble yeah. of yeah. you know those both of those are, are still kind of like when are they coming out and Adventure Pals because Adventure Pals looks ridiculous yeah. and Mega Aquarium ah Mega Aquarium so yeah there's lots of games that hopefully we'll get our hands on uh, maybe maybe uh, but should we follow you on Twitter to get all your tweets about I61 um, it, is it it's, it's is next it to your head it's it, it's other side other side yeah other side. There's going, not that side. on fucking there. audio no, only versions, Matthew. There. It's there. It's there. It's up there. The good, good job. Good job. Now tell the people for it's you, at, iTunes. At, at Matt underscore Sparks eight zero. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the, yeah, blood out of a fucking stone. It's like there's <laughs> audio only. Uh, yeah, and of course, if, if people do want to catch a stream, it's twitch.tv forward slash Matt Sparks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's just Matt Sparks, all one word. It's easy to remember because that's my name. Excellent you. Sam, what are you doing this week other than babysitting me? That's, yeah, that's pretty much cool. the, the, the... What am um, I doing this week? No, go on. No, I was going to say, I'll probably stream after this and then tomorrow and then sporadically through the week as I tend to do. And that'll be about it. News. <laughs> I have no idea what times, when, who, what, where, why, how. Um, I've got. Um, I, I need to play Observer. I've seen yes. loads of people playing Observer. I'm waiting until everyone stops playing Observer so Me I can too. be a hip prick and play it then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, because that's what I'm doing. I've also got West of Loathing, which is made by the same people that made the Kingdom of Loathing game, yeah. which was like that browser game that I played when I was like 13. Yeah. So I need to play that as well <laughs> um, at some point in time. Plus, I'm doing a GTA 5 playthrough since last podcast because I talked about the story of GTA 5 being really good. So I've actually yep. gone playing that and um, Twitch is mental by the way I've gotten about a thousand follows for playing GTA 5 
in space of about a week and a half. So that's yeah. pretty good. Uh, and yeah, that's that's about it. Pip, cool. pip, pip. What you uh, so my plans this week are really awkward because I've got to drive all the way to London to go all the way to uh, I-61 because otherwise I won't make it. Um, and I've just been invited to a new poll school, so I've got a lot of planning to do regarding that, which is freaking like blowing my mind endlessly. Um, but streams continue on Monday. Um, we've got a uh, normal stream on Monday and then Talavia, I leave. No! No streams on Monday! No streams on Monday, just Talavia on Monday. Streams are on... No Talavera Monday? Oh, that's the first no. time hearing of that, okay? No Talavera no. Monday! I said we were leaving on the Tuesday. Who didn't you Unless we're gonna we're do Talavera Thursday! What? No, we're, we're leaving to get there to Sam's on Thursday. We're coming back yeah. on the Tuesday. Yeah, 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 that's fine. No, no stream on the Monday. You guys are gonna see some card based content from me over on Instagram and on Twitter, and then we'll do Talavera in the evening. Uh, Tuesday stream is normal, Wednesday stream is normal, Thursday I've got to drive all the way out there because of course I do. Uh, Friday you might see content, you might not, it depends if I want to sleep because I can finally have a small break. I won't, I'll pro you'll probably see some kind of content from me. Um, no neon scream. Saturday I'll be at i61 with PC specialist in Corsair and it's going to be a nightmare. Basically twitch.tv forward slash tinypixels and twitter.com forward slash tinypixels. That's where you guys want to be because I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I have him. He organizes me. I don't, I don't know what he's, he is trying to He is trying to tell me that I, I'm leaving on Tuesday when in fact, I'm, or, or that I'm streaming on Monday and I'm not. I have plans. I'm taking a small break to play card games and have food with some RL people. And play D&D. And then play D&D, yes. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. Uh, please go follow the wonderful, wonderful twitch.tv forward slash Matt Sparks. He is now affiliated, so you can go boop his button if that's Yay. the thing that you guys want to do. I'm super working tired. Yeah, work I'm working on the emote. But again, like, I'm... I'm super tired because we're pushing so we're super, super hard right now. So we'll get on that. We'll get on that. We'll, we'll, they'll be in a soon. They will. They will be in a soon. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you follow Matt's Box. Make sure you follow this channel for more of this nonsense every week. Not one of these this week. Not one of these well, next I'm, week. No, I'm going to struggle through and do it on my own. I don't Are need you? it. Perfect. Yeah. There is we'll one of next, these next week at 5pm. Uh, we have Agonite. I've actually got guests lined up and everything. I'm going to inform Ooh. you. Um, wow. We've got the wonderful, wonderful Agonized, Yay! and the artist previously known as Fadian Jun, who's just changed his name to Furious Fay, I believe, on oh, Twitch. Yes. <laughs> wonderful and lovely, and you should get to know him. Uh, well, so is Chris for that matter as well. Yeah, but uh, I feel like some of you guys may may know Chris uh, Agonized, but you might not know Fay, and Fay's wonderful Faye. people too. Uh, so that'll be next week with just me, no Pip. Awesome news! All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Oh, he'll catch you next week. I'll pop in and say hi if I can. I love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting us again. Bad, 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 b